Monday, new day, new week. And of course, with that, you know it's new opportunities. I hope you set those goals. Thank you so much for tuning in to Coffee and Toe to get your week started. Thank you so much to everyone tuned in online. Thank you to everyone here on Clubhouse. Hope you all had a wonderful weekend. It is Movement Monday. We're doing it in Soka style. Getting ready for Carnival 2023. You know you have different carnivals throughout the year. Right now, we're amping up for Trinidad Carnival, followed by Jamaica Carnival. And of course, you know you've got crop over in Barbados. Later on in the year, you have Miami Carnival. There's also a carnival. In, are they doing it in Canada? Caribana? <laughs> I hope they're doing it this year. Everything should be back to normal, pretty much. 
We've just got to learn to live with COVID, just as we've learned to live with the flu and everything else. Looking forward to having a good time with you today as we discuss the headlines from around the world. We got a lot going on. And again, the topic in the US is gun control. What are we going to do about it, especially after what happened on Friday? A six year old and his intentions, or the child's intentions, were deliberate. Are you a snack or are you a whole damn meal? Which one? After Dark Real Relationship Talk returns with Season 5 tonight, 10 p.m. Eastern, live on QMZRadio.com and JanoRadio.com. The live conversation takes place on Clubhouse. You're invited to join us. Gonna squeeze in one more before we get into the headlines. Right now you're listening to Nessa Preppy. Travis World is a snap. Getting you ready for carnival? Anybody gonna be playing mass this year? Just be safe and have a good time. Work on your cardio so you know you get your heart rate ready to take on the challenge. Thank you so much for tuning in online and thank you so much for being here on Clubhouse. Where it's always a vibe. In the meantime, why don't you join the line? 
Take on your week. If you're not, hope the music will help you get ready. Put you in that frame of mind. I know I never liked Mondays. I know most people don't like Mondays. But you know what? We just got to go ahead and face it and get it out of the way. track is called Engine Room by Ola Tunji. There's a party right here on Coffee in Tow. As we get ready to have carnival throughout the year, we have so many options. And it's time for us to go ahead and get started. Good morning to all of our listeners around the world logged on to QMZRadio.com and JanoRadio.com. Of course, I have to say good morning to my studio audience, courtesy of Clubhouse. It is Monday, January 9, 2023. Move it Monday. We're doing it in, we're doing it in Soka Styley. Thank you so much for joining me for Coffee Into World News on the Go. We do this every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. This is where I read the news and we share our views. Remember, you can follow me on TikTok, Moments With Me Media on Instagram, Moments underscore with underscore me underscore media, and on, what's the other one? Twitter, Moments With Me Media. <laughs> or Me Media Moments, rather. I'm so sorry. Too many of them. And the mean everything is MI. And here are the headlines we have coming up for you today. 
In the Caribbean corner, Arajet gets permission to fly to Trinidad, Belize, Guyana, and Barbados. We're going to talk about the Caribbean queens vying for the Miss Universe title. And out of Jamaica, MP's half-brother on cocaine rap generates discussions. 13, including women and minors, held on a drug bust in Portland. And also out of Portland, a farmer stabs his girlfriend all over Oh my gosh, in reported jealousy rage. Out of Latin America, arrests after Bolsonaro supporters attack key offices in Brazil. They took a page out of the Donald Trump playbook. In international news, new Chinese foreign minister heads to Africa for first trip. Man arrested after urinating on woman on board Air India flight. And you'll be surprised to know that this is a banking executive. We're going to talk about that one. Israel orders police to remove Palestine flags from public spaces. Gonna have those stories and more out of the international from the international scene. In news out of North America, mega billion, mega I'm saying mega billions because yes, it tops one billion dollars after Friday's drawing yields no winners, and that's for the mega millions. Biden makes first visit to U.S. Mexico border since taking office, and McCarthy becomes U.S. House Speaker but with diminished power. Wow, I've never seen this. There were so many rounds of voting well for you college students who live by the plagiarism code a college student created an app that can tell whether ai wrote an essay start using your noodles folks and do the work and earn that degree honestly a middle school teacher faces charges from alleged drug overdose in classroom and u.s school where six-year-old shot teacher will be shut all week you know here we go starting the year with this conversation gun control back in schools children having access to weapons in business and tech news goldman sachs will lay off up to 3200 workers this week in health and science news seattle's schools are suing tech giants for harming young people's mental health in the sports corner 16 year old girl collapses and dies during a flag football game in las vegas in believe it or not stories a pregnant woman gunned down in drive-by shooting in california police say the woman was targeted in an entertainment news just can't get enough of this guy now uh prince harry says his book is a bid to own my story so we're gonna have those stories and more the details of those stories and more coming up after the break Javet, your mic is open all right so keep it locked and we also have stories from our supporters here is another uh carnival or soca hit for us to take us you know get us ready let me say that get us ready good morning once again everyone what are you doing to get ready for carnival this year Good morning, Javette. 
Good morning, Rosolo. Chili. Sin. Good morning. G. Lee K. Perry. Good morning. to everyone thank you so much for tuning in to johnoradio.com download that johnno radio app j-a-h-k-n-o it is available in your apple and google play stores johnno radio take us on the go thank you to everyone listening on qmzradio.com not sure what the heck just happened we lost our music, but anyway. <laughs> Good morning once again to everyone on QMZRadio.com, the Quality Music Zone. Thank you so much for tuning in. Remember, for quality music while you work or play, keep it logged on to QMZRadio.com for that good music to get you through your day. And of course, I gotta say thank you to everyone here with me on Clubhouse. This is where the conversation happens right this is where the vibe is are we gonna go ahead and see if we can get started okay <laughs> all right folks we are back in business <laughs> all right so we're gonna get kick it off in the caribbean corner and here we go And 
And our first story, Arajet gets permission to fly to Trinidad, Belize, and Guyana, as well as Barbados. So Arajet, the low-cost carrier from the Dominican Republic, has been granted permission from its aviation authority to include Port of Spain, Barbados, Belize, and Guyana among its new routes. The Junta de Avi Aviacion, almost got tongue-tied on that one, Civil, announced via a tweet that they approved the request of Aerojet Airlines to include routes connecting Santo Domingo with Sao Paulo, Rio de Janeiro, Manuas, San Pedro de Sula, Belize, Bridgetown, Port of Spain, and Georgetown. And all of this will start March 2023. Aerojet officially launched operations in the Caribbean skies in September 2022 with flights to Barranquilla and Cali in Colombia, Aruba, and San Salvador. The airline added Jamaica to its routes in November. In the next five years, Arajet plans to transport more than 7 million passengers, generating more than 4,000 direct and close to 40,000 indirect jobs in the region. Isn't it weird? Wasn't it on um, Friday? Where's Donald? See, <laughs> Donald came in at the right time. Morning, Donald. Isn't it weird? Was it Friday or Thursday? We were talking about Caribbean Airways and its position in the region and the need to have it strengthened. Well, hey, um, Arajet ain't playing. They're a low-cost carrier, which means that they're going to make it cost-efficient for those who want to travel to these various countries within the Caribbean and Latin America. Okay, Caribbean Airways, get busy. You have work to do. Okay, so there we go. Next up, Caribbean Queens vying for the Miss Universe title. Twelve Caribbean Queens are among the vying or the beauties, I should say, vying for the Miss Universe title this year. The 71st edition of the pageant will take place on January 14 in New Orleans, Louisiana. The highly anticipated event will feature almost 90 women from around the globe vying for the job of Miss Universe. Through the process of personal statements, in-depth interviews in various categories, including evening gown and swimwear. Harnaz Sandhu of India will crown her successor at the end of the event. Has anyone been following the Miss Universe for their um, relevant countries? I haven't. I haven't at all. I remember earlier last year, I did say that I no longer focus on pageants because they don't represent the majority of us women. Sorry, they really don't. It is what it is. And I'm not going to pretend that it does because we are presented with the idea of perfection per European standards. And not even Europeans, for the most part, have the features, the hip bones jutting out, the collarbones that you can collect water in. No realistically how many of us look like that and the message that we're sending to young girls who are looking on these women and are saying that's what i need to look like and then are subjecting themselves 
to starvation, not feeding their developing bodies properly because they're worried about their body and how it's going to look. Everybody trying to be a size zero or a size one. God forbid you make it a size two. So for me personally, I will watch again when I see women who look more relatable, right? Um, yes, some of these women are very bright, um, driven, but I'm sorry. The first thing that sticks out for me is the body. I don't know. I'm sorry, Donnell. I'm sorry, but... Um, I don't look that way. I'll never be that the height. I'll never be that skinny unless I go back to childhood. And I don't know if I want to be that skinny. But can we see true representation? You notice in the stores you're seeing um, more realistic looking mannequins now. You notice that? Yeah. More realistic looking mannequins are there. And I can appreciate that. We're seeing mannequins in different shades and, and sizes. They even have the mannequins with um, a little ass, you know, a little junk in the trunk. And I'm here for that. So come on, beauty pageants. Can we have that, please? Um, I don't even know who is representing who. Beautiful faces, though. Um, Miss Aruba. Who else we have? We have Miss. Be okay, so the rundown. Miss Aruba is Kiara Aaron's. Uh, Miss Belize, Ashley Lightburn. Uh, Miss British Virgin Islands, Leah Claxton. Miss Cayman Islands, Chloe Powery Doxy. Uh, Miss Curacao, Gabriela Dos Santos. Uh, Miss Dominican Republic, Andreina Martinez. Uh, Miss Haiti, Middleton Felisor, and I hope I pronounced her name correctly. Uh, Miss Jamaica, Tashami Calvin. Um, Miss Puerto Rico, Ashley Carino. Miss St. Lucia, Sherry's Paul. Uh, from the Bahamas, Angel Cartwright. Miss Trinidad, Aunt Tobago, Taya Jane Ramey. Yeah. Uh, let me pin the, you know, let me pin the link at the top so y'all can have a look at the representatives for the for the Caribbean uh, or some of the islands out of the Caribbean I should say and I'm not knocking anything but I noticed something else and y'all can tell me what y'all notice when you take a look there goes the link at the top when you look at everybody's picture just tell me one thing that sticks out to regardless of their um complexion there's one thing that sticks out yeah okay um our next story mp's half brother on cocaine rap generates discussions this week's feature development as news well that was last week as newsmaker of the week just that just ended is the arrest and charge of 56 year old robert chin the brother of member of parliament mp for northwest manchester the people's nationals party 
uh, People National Party's uh, PNP's Michael Phillips on cocaine charges. The emphasis by Phillips in a statement that Chin is his half-brother has raised some questions in the mind of some persons. Didn't I say, didn't we talk about this last week? But anyway, somebody's listening to us. Others have suggested that there was no reason for Phillips to have distanced himself from the matter. Given that the police, from the onset, had stated that a suspect was arrested in connection to the U.S. 600,000 Jamaican $90 million cocaine bust at the Norman Manley International Airport on Monday, January 2. Persons have also opined that the perceived dealings of a sibling, though half-blood, as stated by Phillips, or otherwise, should not impact upon the character of another sibling or the general family. Chin, a resident of Mona in St. Andrew, has been charged with possession of cocaine, dealing in cocaine, attempting to export cocaine, and a conspiracy to export cocaine. He appeared in the Kingston and St. Andrew Parish Court on Friday and was granted bail in the amount of $700,000 based on humanitarian grounds. Chin's attorney, Peter Champagne, in his application for bail, said his client requires dialysis every other day. Additionally, the attorney said a wound with a tube leading to Chin's heart and throat was not being cared for adequately while he was in custody at the halfway tree police station lockup. Though the prosecution opposed bail on the basis that Chin was a flight risk, the judge offered bail to the accused, but with a number of strict conditions, including an order that he surrender his travel documents and report to the police daily and a nightly curfew on his activities. Prior to bail being offered, the judge rapped the police for failing to take Chin to get medical attention. Reports are that at about 7 a.m. on Monday, January 2, Chin was attempting to board a plane departing to the United States of America, but managed to evade arrest after anomalies were detected on a suitcase that was assigned to him. So let me ask a question. You didn't know that you would need medical care before doing this? <laughs> okay, so am I supposed to feel sorry for him? Because he has to have dialysis and he has a tube going to his heart. He wasn't sorry for himself. He wasn't thinking. And um, it's something he clearly has done before. And I'm, I'm coming to that assumption and drawing that conclusion. Because in the re report last week when they went to the house in Kingston 6... They found paraphernalia that um, indicates that, you know, the drugs were prepared and for shipping there. I don't think this is something he has. This is his first time. Maybe he's doing it because he needs to fund his dialysis. I don't know. But he should have thought about that. So I, I want to ask this question. Was he granted bail? because he needs medical attention or was he granted bail because he needs medical attention and is the half brother of the politician the latter <laughs> good morning and my apologies <laughs> for my mic that's okay Jeanette. good morning 
And my other question. <laughs> you remember last week when I said, oh, how funny it is that all of a sudden now he's no longer your brother. He's your half brother. Distancing yourself. Hmm? Why are we doing that? <laughs> he is my elder brother of the half blood who had not resided in Jamaica for over 30 years. We are both sons of the late Mrs. Mignon Phillips and have never resided together as brothers. Wow, you have to go into detail to explain why you are not full brothers. Of course he does. He's a politician. He has to protect himself, his livelihood, and what he worked for. <laughs> I'm not being facetious. I'm serious. <laughs> I don't think he needed to throw in the half brother because either way they're brothers. But yes, you have to make sure everybody know that what this man is doing does not reflect me at all. Because we all know, unfortunately, it will. So, 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 Javet, here's the question What if it were his full brother? Then what position would he take? He would no longer, he would, what, he can't say he's not my full brother. Oh, it will then go to, we haven't been in communi communication. <laughs> go ahead, Donald. Either way, he would take the same position. Full brother, half brother, mother, father. <laughs> what, you know, what choice do you have? It would, be the same, it would be the same position, regardless. Unless he has been implicated with the person, he has to take the same position. So you notice, not even blood makes someone loyal to you. But moments. Can you hear me? I'm getting yeah. arrested. No, man, we can hear you. Go right ahead. We all have that one <laughs> family member. Yeah. And I think at this point, stage of my young age I can say everybody's family has one I would say so too we just keep it under the rug right we're not going to go down for that one family member I hmm. got one I will always be there for her but I ain't going to jail for nobody okay unless it's something I did <laughs> and I agree with you, Javet. Go ahead, Chili. Good morning. Go right ahead. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. I was going to say the exact same thing. Like, yeah, me and my brother are the complete opposite. I don't know what he'd be up to. So I would have to kind of side with Mr. Chin for a, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, seven brothers, seven different minds. Isn't that how the world is? No two people are alike. I'm not responsible for what my brother chooses to do. Neither is my brother responsible for what I choose to do. But what I'm not going to do is disown you. I'm not going to do that. And this is what he's trying to do. It's okay to separate yourself from the situation. But why disown your brother? Why do that? Valerie Taylor said, no need to quantify, possibly meaning qualify your brother. He's your brother. No half-brother, no matter what he does, especially he's from the loins of your mother. And I agree. 
so moments you look at this as he's disowning his brother? Yeah. Honestly, I that's th- how I look at it. I think he's going to help his brother on the back end. You think so? Yes. So don't. if you're going to help me on the back end, why slaughter me in the public eye? It's better you don't say anything then. It's politics. There's no way he could have been able to stay quiet. Okay. Got you. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. I understand. But I guess I'm too sensitive because you go and disown me and all of a sudden classify me as, you know, something. So my brother is my father's child, but I've never referred to him as my half brother. My mother has never referred to him as her stepson. He calls my mother mom. My mother refers to him as her son. Quite frankly, I think she ride for him more than she ride for me. And I've always told her that. You would think it's her flesh and blood. The, the qualifying of supposedly half blood, I don't agree with. Don't agree That's with the- I don't agree with i don't i don't like it and i tell you something you know another term i don't like javette step i don't like it and you know another one i don't like oh that's my adopted child i don't like it i think what you're doing is creating a division if you have adopted that child that's your child period why do you have to say oh this is my adopted son or this is my adopted daughter why why can't you just say this is my daughter this is my son period full stop why do you have to explain to me it's as though you're saying if that person does anything understand it's not from my blood I I personally feel that this world forces you to put qualifiers on things and it's not done with any malicious intent. It's kind of a a mind what do you call it when you when you have control of somebody's mind. It's kind of that mindset that this world put us in because we always have to qualify things. So can we push back on that, Javed, and stop doing it? Of course. Yeah, we can We can change it by being intentional and conscious. You're helping to raise this child or these children. And it pains me when you will see a family with, say, three children. And then they have to isolate oh this but this these two are my biological but this one is adopted what the heck what what does it matter what does it matter so then your love is not equal across the board i don't know um well, Mr. Chin, I get it that you have to distance yourself from the situation. What do you name Phillips? You have to distance yourself from the situation that your brother 
got caught up in. And then you have to break it down. Over 30 years, he has not resided in Jamaica. I question, well, you know what? I mean, not beginning going any further. But, um, are your brother. If you're going to help him, help him. If you're not, don't. It is what it is. 13, including women minors, held on drug bust in Portland. A police team from the Portland Division seized approximately 600 pounds of compressed ganja during an operation on Long Road in Manchineal in the parish on Saturday, January 7. 13 people, which includes six women and two minors, were taken into custody in relation to the seizure. Reports are that at about 9 a.m., lawmen were in the area when they signaled the driver of an Isuzu motor truck with 12 passengers aboard to stop. The driver complied, and the vehicle was searched under the Dangerous Drugs Act. During the search, 600 pounds of compressed ganja was found in the vehicle. They were subsequently taken into custody. Their identities are being withheld pending further investigation by the police. The illicit drug has an estimated street value of $3.3 million. Somebody tip them off for them to... We still are arresting people for, for weed. <laughs> Compress ganja. Because that sounds like it's going to be shipped. Uh, but probably where you're shipping is legal in any case. <laughs> <laughs> probably because it's... um, I think it's because it's compressed. So right away, it looks as though it's going to be shipped. Yeah. So they're doing that interception. And again... Um, they need to make it more accessible for all ganja farmers to be able to export their ganja legally without being taken advantage of. Yeah. 600 pounds. I plenty of that still. <laughs> but the street value sound about right. I don't know. Sound low. But anyway. Our next story, a Portland farmer stabs his girlfriend all over in reported jealous rage. I don't know how you pronounce this name. Q-U-T-O-N. What's that? Q-Ton? Smith? A 28-year-old farmer of Red Hassle Road, Port Antonio in Portland, was arrested and has now been charged with wounding with intent following an incident that occurred in Duncan Hill in the parish on Wednesday, December 28th. 2022. Reports are that at about 8.30 p.m. on that date, Smith's girlfriend went to a relative's house to pick up her child. Smith allegedly showed up at the location and started accusing his girlfriend of cheating. An argument developed between them during which Smith reportedly pulled a ratchet knife and stabbed the female multiple times all over her body. The injured woman was taken to the hospital where she was admitted for treatment. However, oh boy, Smith was arrested and was charged on Saturday, January 7. His court date is being worked on. Oh Lord, we talk about emotional intelligence, self-control, how to control your anger, jealous rage. Nobody owns anybody. Nobody is the property of anybody. You accuse somebody, even if you have evidence, 
evidence that cannot be disputed. It does not give you the right to attempt to take someone's life or take someone's life. How many people in this world? Eight billion? Eight billion people. And I'm sure more than half of that, women. Okay, she's cheating on you. You don't want that for your relationship. Move on. Find somebody else. This is just ridiculous. Yes, you're going to be upset. Yes, you're going to be angry. But so angry and enraged that you take out a knife and stab her up. Um, I saw an article on, did I, let me see if I saved it before I start talking. And it was a little disturbing in my opinion, that some statistics, um, I saw it on TikTok, some statistics out of Jamaica and I'm hoping that's not the case. Yeah, I found it. Hold on. Let me see if I can pull it up here. Oops. No, not that one. Let me see if I can pull it up here and play it for us. Hold on a second. Approximately 85% of children being born out of wedlock, over 50% not having a registered father, and 70% of those tested not being the father. Imagine. No country can top having approximately 85% of children being born out of wedlock. Over 50% not having a registered... I want to pause right there. 70- being, born, being born out of wedlock. 75%. Whose fault is it? Do we blame the man? Do we blame the woman? Who do we blame? do we blame percent of those tested not 70 percent tested not the father we know who we blame there that's without a doubt right 50 percent not registered no father not register upon the birth certificate. Who do we blame there? And I'm bringing up the story because I think it can be connected to the level of violence that we're seeing. That's what I think. Many children being born without fathers. Let's, let's tackle that one. Many children being born without fathers. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? We can't blame any one person. Both parties are responsible, in my opinion. 
Is it that we are so horny that we don't think about protection? Is it that we are lying to each other about protection? What's going on? Is it that we're so focused on trying to say who have the better hold? Who can work a girl the best? And I'm sorry for sounding a little graphic this morning. I'm trying to be as um, decent as possible. But for real though, we just uh, screw down the place, belly come, man disappear, woman alone left to deal with a pitney. Or is it that she's not telling the men or she can't find the man? We don't know. But I'm not here to judge because I'm sure many of us had unprotected sex, not thinking about the repercussions, not having conversation before saying, you know, what if a child comes out of this and what will we do? Should I get pregnant? How many of us have that conversation? Not talking about sex with your, your wife. But somebody you meet, how many of us are having that conversation before getting in bed or wherever? Morning, James. Good morning. Morning, everyone. Yeah, so, so um, two things. I, I know two people um, that works with the, the, the um, registrar, um, registrar general in, in Jamaica. Uh -huh. And the information that I got from them that um, where Jamaica is at now in terms of um, fathers being on the on birth certificate of their their child, uh -huh. it's the highest it's it's been in like Jamaica's history. Like like it it keeps improving every year because they make it. They make it easier now for the father to the father's name to be on the, the birth certificate. So that low number, that fifty percent, is a vast improvement from what was there before. So hold on, so, you said something, James. Back reverse a little bit there. Was it no, difficult I, to get a father's name on a birth certificate before? Yes, yes. Why? So they make, how, they, they how so? It, um, I think one of the improvements, like the father would have to to be there to sign. Um, they were saying and they, they, they changed that because like um, I know some example of like the father being overseas and the father now can just send a letter or something like that to get the, the name on. So they, they have done they have done different things to make it easier for the name the name to be on the birth certificate. Mm. Um, yes, yeah, so 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 according to, to what I hear, there's an improvement where that is concerned. Um, I think, I don't know. I just think it, it's a breakdown in, in society over the years. It's not something that just, you know, like, I think Jamaica should do a better job in terms of teaching, like even going into school now about contraceptive, um, probably government need to make it free. Like, you know, there's so much technology now where you have the patch, you have different type of things that maybe government should consider offering, like, 
And one of the things that was disturbing a couple of weeks ago that a lot of people were, there's an outcry like in the diaspora and in Jamaica is I think it was the the star or the observer. I'm not sure which one, one, one out of the two. There was a, a, a picture on the front page of a 14 year old girl that gave birth to a twin. Mm-hmm. And there was the nurse um, and I think a, 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 or mom or something um, and they had a bucket and they gave her the bucket and yeah, they, they took a picture and it was on front page. So people were saying that it just, it's not a good look because it looks like they're glorifying it to have a picture of a 14 year old girl that just gave birth to a twin on the front page. Like that should even be in the paper because it, it's, you know, it's like with, with the type of Instagram world that we live in where people show off about everything. Why is a, you know, a, a news network like that putting that on the front page seen like as it's an achievement, you know? So it's, it's just a complete breakdown, you know, in society. And, and, and as you said, like the numbers, because before people, it was all about Jamaican men are dog, Jamaican men are dog, Jamaican men are dog. But with, 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 with um, the numbers now that we're seeing that a lot of Jamaican men are walking around proud fathers and it's not their kids. You know, so it's a breakdown in society, you know, like both male and female. Um, and I don't know how we we solve this problem because, you know, people always look to the church and say the church is there, but obviously the church is not working because like people are, 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 are in the church that are having that are having kids out of wedlock too. So obviously it's not working. So I don't know where we turn from here. Thank you, James. Appreciate your commentary. Uh, Donnell, no, the numbers aren't... <laughs> we want to feel that the numbers can't be real, right? Well, when you look at these kind of numbers, it's okay to say give out contraceptives and teach sex education in school. But what you, you look into is that the basic family structure as we know it just don't exist. When you're telling me 50% of the kids don't have a parent registered, and when you're telling me 70% of the registered, it's not the kid. I mean, this is like some serious stuff. Mm-hmm. So all these fatherless boys, because we have a problem with crimes and all the other stuff, who is mentoring them? How is society taking care of them? What is this, the, the structure, like the basic family structure? How do you put order in a society like that? I mean, it's like, it is really bad. It's not like, I like, okay, you could blame the men, blame the women. It's a total breakdown in everything. These numbers are alarming. Like, I can't even believe them. I just think maybe they're just exaggerated. Mm-mm. And if James were to say it's an improvement, I don't think it's just a case of registering. I mean, like, if you make a child, whether you register the child or not, you know, it's a child, you can take care of the child, you could be in the child life and stuff like that. So it's like, oh, the mother has to know what that's your father. I mean, why are, why is 70% of the fathers wrong? <laughs> what, is, what is happening? Like, I'm talking about 70% of the registered father. Mm-hmm. Okay, so regardless, who, okay, those that are unregistered, fine. But how could only 30% of the men on birth certificate are the father, be the fathers of the children? 
So you're telling me in every 10 Jamaican men that have a child, there's only three of them that the child belongs to. Seven of them are wear a full suit. That is crazy. I mean, anyhow you look at it, it's crazy. I don't know. I can't believe those numbers. Something wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's disturbing. And what does... We talk about that, but what does that say about the woman? How does it look on us, woman? Yeah, so... Go ahead, so James. Say, I know, yeah, I know it sounds... I know it sounds uh, impossible, or it just sounds like that number can't be right. But trust me, this is nothing new. Like, this is a long history of Jamaica. There's, like, family structure and stuff like that. It's almost non-existent in certain communities. You know, and I share how bad it is before because, like, you know, you know, I am, I am a, I was a foster child. I was given away without, I was taken without any paper sign or anything like that. Um, I have a family member that her birth mom was on the bus one day coming from St. Mary. And a lady got on the bus and a lady said, oh my God, that baby the cutie, we can get her. And the lady got up out of her seat and gave the, the baby to the lady and walked off the bus. That's how bad, you know, Jamaica system has been for decades. Like, it's not like, you know, there's a proper foster care system um, from, from back in the 70s and 80s where, like, people could just get up and give you a child and just give you them bird paper and just cut. So, you know, these numbers are not alarming to me because... You know, it's been like this for, for decades. So, yeah. So, women, what are we going to do? When are we? Because we can't argue at this point. And you know, when most men find out, or when a lot of men find out the child isn't theirs, usually when there's a health crisis, or when them are filed for the pitney. I was just about to say that. Um, my eyes opened to this when um, the U.S. government started to request DNAs yep. for, 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 for paperwork because they never normally do it. And when they started, it was it was alarming to find out that half the people, then when they file in the paper, half the kids are not the, 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 the fathers. It was it's yep. alarming. Yep. So, women, we have to own that one. There's nothing we can deny it. We cannot deny it because DNA tests have to do paternity has to be established. So how are, what are we going to do? But, so we have to be careful when pointing our fingers at Jamaican men and accusing them. And I'm not saying that your accusations are out of place. But stop for a second before you start throwing wood upon them on them. Before you start desecrating a man's character stop and think about the statistics you see a woman can't deny her child because she a carried right there's no if ands are but about it you're giving the child to the wrong man for what because he is stable he, he's, he has been around, he's expressing his undying love for you, has provided for you and all of that. 
Well, then be honest with him. Let him make the decision. And if he chooses to leave, that's his right. If he chooses to get up and walk away and say, you know something, I can't be with you. That is his right. Don't hold him hostage. And what you have done now is damaged a good man. A man get up faithfully every day, rain or shine, walk, bus, drive, whatever. Go out there, bust his ass, come home, give you the money, calling this child his, while you have your dark secret. So how do you expect him to respond? When years down the road, he is told, you're not the father. How do you expect him to respond? You know, when you watch Maury, I laugh at these women for making a spectacle out of themselves. I'm sorry. You have a lot of energy. You know, that's the look at the nose. The nose look like his. Look at the eyes. The eyes look like his. That is your child. And they carried on doing the most. And then here come the DNA results. In the case of Marlon, Dre, you are not the father. And then there goes Rosolo running all over <laughs> the studio. No, you didn't. <laughs> I mean, what sense does this make? We are run upon down for. Sit down and have the same energy. Or humble yourself. Put yourself on national TV. International, because people all over the world watch it. My mom gets a kick out of watching it. I'm like, mommy, turn off the carelessness. She said, no, I can't believe this. People. <laughs> all right. Run up and down. A ball. We are ball for. So we have to change our behavior, woman. We have to stop doing that. And probably when we stop the foolishness, then men will be less inclined to walk away when you tell them you're pregnant. You think men are idiots? Hold on. Go ahead, Javet. Javet, go ahead. Go ahead. Boy, I've been waiting for my red bar to pass for <laughs> such a long time right now. Woo, I was like, please let them still be speaking on this. I don't want to make any excuses for anybody, but I just want to throw something else out there because you guys know that I always do. Yes, you do. <laughs> I'm going to say that a lot of women that are raised in a home that they weren't protected use sex as their feel-good moment 
may use sex with a man as to feel like someone is showing love to them, right? Um, and when I say weren't protected, I don't want to throw the word out there, but I'm hoping everybody can read between the lines. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So a lot of these women were hurt, I'm going to say, prior to what is going on now with them and their babies being born. And if they didn't get it from one person, they kept moving along until they can get it from whomever. And I'm not saying it's all of them, but I'm just throwing that out there as one instance of what could be going on mentally with some of these women. Okay. Then the other side of it is there are a lot of women that feel that they are at the point to whereas we can go and have relations with men as much as men want to have relations with us and no one should say a, B, C, D, or E about their behaviors. A lot of that is going on as well. But I personally feel that my initial response to this conversation is what's really going on. And man, Chief is in the room. Chief and I had this conversation this weekend. So it's funny that it's coming up now on your show and I yield. Where is Chief? He disappeared. Yeah. Thank you for your commentary, Javette. I think uh, one of the things is in our society, we're just not honest enough and open enough. And um, that's why a lot of this happened. People want to see multiple people and, and they're not upfront with it. So when something like that happens, they have to hide and uh, pass it on to the best candidate and, and, and stuff like that because people don't have open conversation about about sex, about relationship, about a lot of things. That's how we raise in Jamaica. Like We look at certain things as taboo. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah. We look at certain we look at certain things as taboo, and we have to up uphold this holy holy look for everybody, mm -hmm. and we just don't have certain conversation. So, yeah, you date a girl or whatever, she not telling you that we dating, but she's sleeping with other people, and the guy not telling you that either. So everybody is just living in a lie. And when something go down, okay, um, him show me more attention. So let's get him the baby, or you know. So yeah. it, it's just we're just not honest because we're just raised that way. We're raised to 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 look down on certain things and just don't have certain conversations. So you see stuff like this keep on happening, 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 happening. So I think that's you know there's a lot of dynamics to it, mm -hmm. but. Yeah, there's, there's just so many different dynamics and uh, I just think people just, one of the things is communication and, you know, hard conversations. We just don't have them in, 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 in our um, society. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
honesty. How this don't happen in like some of the northern, it don't happen a lot. You see it happen more in the west, even here in the states, but mm. it don't happen a lot in the um, northern Europe society where they are more promiscuous in our eyes. They're more open when it comes to sex. Yeah, they're more open when it comes to sex. You mm. know, I have friends that live in Denmark and Sweden, and when they tell you how open the girl is, so how come when they're more open to sex in, in, in over there, that don't happen? You don't have everybody getting jackets and all of those stuff. Is is We are living in a lie on this side of the world, pretty much. That's what I think. <laughs> we just don't talk about certain things. Yeah. Because yeah. if we behave in a certain manner, you know, you're going to be judged and blah, 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 whatever. And then you have the group of women who will get impregnated by another man because the main man or the husband can't breed them or cannot impregnate them. So they turn around and go get pregnant by somebody else and then come and make the man feel it's his child. And a lot of that has to do with um, socialization. A man is a man when he has a child, right? And women are the ones who are scorned and looked down on when they can't have a child, when they are not able to carry a child in their womb. They are scorned, looked down on. Yeah. So there are a lot of things that need to be fixed. We need to be able to have open, honest communication. We need to be able to talk about sex. The consequences of not protecting ourselves. People are doing it, busy doing it, but it's a very uncomfortable conversation for people. And I, why? Why is it uncomfortable? Nobody just appeared. Nobody just appeared out of the, the or the stork delivered anybody. We all came here through the act of sex. So why is it so embarrassing for us to talk about sex? Why is it looked at as the most evil thing in the world? And you know, James, you, you, when you mentioned the church, 90% of the women in the church are single mothers. 90%. Hmm. But yet, those same single mothers are going to turn around and ostracize you if you dare get pregnant. Yeah, when, when I used to go to church in Jamaica, you could not, if, if, you, if you're in the church, in the sanctuary, and you, you mention sex, it's almost like the pastors and the deacons and everybody have to come pray over there. They want to <laughs> reconsecrate the church or something like that. No, seriously, I'm a joke. And... <laughs> And I remember, like, I was in a group of students from, from the University of West Indies and um, from, from um, UTEC, and they decided that they're going to form a group, and, and, and we had, like, retreats and stuff like that. And they talk about everything that, like, whenever we go on that retreat, we'll talk about everything that they don't talk about in the church and stuff like that. And, you know, like, it was kind of a different feeling, like, to go up, to go there, and here, like Christian people, university people talking about, is it sin to masturbate? Um, 
does the Bible address like anal sex and all this type of stuff? And if anybody from the 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 the, the church um, conference or whatever would ever come and hear do, those type of conversation, like hello da hello da freeze over. But we have to have them, you know, because like for me, like when you look at um, some of the school system, like I'm not 100% comfortable with, with sex education at a certain level because there's a history of like people that are doing the sex education that they are involved in some, like the amount of child pornography and stuff like that now they're finding from teachers in schools. You know, like, I would prefer to sit down with my wife and we talk about stuff to our kids than, and I believe that, you know, parents in Jamaica should, or in the Caribbean in general, should have a comfort level of saying like, look, you know, you never come from market, you never drop out of the sky, we never dig you up out of the ground like yam, you know? And, and that's how we got our sex education. You know, we dig you up out of the ground like yam or, or whatever. And our kids are smarter, there's internet, there's stuff. So, you sit down and you talk to them and you tell them where, you know, kids come from and, and, and you, you, you tell them about, talk about safe sex and stuff like that, you know. But the church, like, refuse as if they ignore it, it's going to disappear. And I think they need to evolve and start having the conversation because obviously it's a problem. Like I tell people all the time, as a Jamaican, I would never brag and say Jamaica have the most church per square mile in the world because that's an embarrassment for like a country with so much crime and the breakdown in family values and stuff, which the church should address. That means the church is, is not effective, at, it's zero effective. So like, I would never brag about that, you know, cause some of these stuff, they happen in the church. The, the, the divorce rate is higher in the church than, than outside, you know? So it's, yeah, we, we need to fix it. Need but to fix it. You know what the church needs to stop doing, James? Turning people out because they're pregnant. Do you know the churches do that? You can, some churches do it. Well, back in the day when I was growing up, you're pregnant, then read it out and you can't come back into the church. You're embarrassed. You're the disgrace. But you know, you know that I've argued with, 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 with church leaders for that before? Because I remember like back in Jamaica, we used to have crusade and stuff like that. And in Jamaica, People love Christianity, like crusader, pastor, and gunman, you know, run, go, and go, put down them gun and stand up outside of the tent. You know, like people, everybody, everybody's a crusade in Jamaica. And you would see, like, the, the, the pastors um, will see, like, a, a, a young girl, like a, a 17, 18-year-old girl um, at the tent, and she's pregnant. And them call her in and them say, you know, God loves you, and give your life to God and stuff like that. And the same girl will come and get baptized, have our baby. But then a few months later, one of the members in the church get pregnant, 17-year-old girl get pregnant, and then them kick her out. Somebody say, oh, that makes sense. Like, you just pull in one and say, Jesus love you, and come and give your life to God and have your baby. And then one of your own members that grew up in the church from, from a child um, get pregnant and you're going to kick her out. No, that makes zero sense. So, like, I've had a lot of fights with them because of stuff like that. So yeah, I need to change. Oh, Donnell, you're absolutely right. Thank you, James. There's a lot to unpack. We are all responsible for the outcome of our youth, how they grow up. We're all responsible for it. It is our responsibility 
whether we want to accept it or not, it is our responsibility that the child we bring into this world, that we need to see to their emotional well-being. I'm not saying that a man has to stay with a woman or a woman has to stay with a man. But it takes two. It takes two. Men, if you know that that child is yours, if you're questioning it, questioning it, go get a DNA test. You find the money for everything else, find the money for the DNA test. If the DNA test proves that the child is yours, step up. Step up. Don't wait until the child is 18 or 21 where you're no longer where you when you can no longer be held responsible. And then that's when you try to come around and say, yes, my picnic is, you know. Or when you want them to file for you because the child is abroad. Step up and do right by the child. And it's not money alone that takes care of a child. Children need to have relationships. And get rid of this thing where if the woman is not with you, well, you're not take care of the picnic neither. Even when you know it's your child. Yonder woman broke up. Una stop look after the pitney. Una don't know how the pitney eat, sleep, get clothes, get shoes, nothing. And then you creep back around. And the first thing you do is you tell the child it's the mother's fault. child is yours bear your responsibility have a relationship with your son you can or your daughter you can change the trajectory of their lives just by having a relationship with them stop being a sperm donor Stop worrying about the multiple positions where you can bend up a girl in a because that is not the problem. That, that, you can't worry about that. Worry about the picnic. This other thing. They're calling the fathers. School fee needs to be paid. Why I want to say, I don't have it, you know. You don't have it, but the mother must find it, right? But then 1821, yes, I'm a up, just graduating. I'm proud to say, what are you proud of? Where were you? Where, where were you? Have the same energy you had for all those years. Picnic sick, you don't know how to stay up, you don't know about stay up at night time. You don't know nothing about God doctor's visits. You don't know nothing about fret and worry. You don't know nothing about having a fine food for get a picnic, clothes to put on a picnic bag. You don't know nothing about none of that. So keep the same energy. And that's my speech to the men. One of my speeches. Woman, if you know you're asleep with Tom, Dick, and Harry, please establish paternity for the child and stop give the wrong man the pitney then because it's going to come out one way or another. It's a matter of time. And who do you think it's going to affect the most? You think it's you? The father to a large degree, the man to a large degree, but more so that child. 
if that child loses respect for you when the truth finally comes out knowing that you have lied to them all these years after telling the child don't lie to me about anything how you think that's gonna work out for you hmm? how do you think that is gonna work out? you're telling your child don't lie to me but you're lying to the child all his life about the one thing his father okay you're embarrassed but you know something i think a child can accept you more and respect you more for the truth and you have to give them time to come to terms with it to accept it but be honest be honest in your dealings stop the lying 70% of fathers are not the fathers and they never know And what does that do to the man? He becomes enraged. So angry. And bitter. And you have turned a man, a faithful man, a committed man, a devout man. You have changed him. Because now he's going to move forward not knowing how to feel about woman in the future he will know you know so we can't sit here and say man a dog we can't do that ladies we cannot do that stop for a second and think about what contributed to them doing that now i understand there are some who are just so they steer i get that but i don't think every man is that way Moments, can I say something? Yeah, go right ahead, James. Yeah, I, I think it's fair to add that the no, the seventy percent number, that is numbers, the number of men who are doubt and went to do the, the 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 test. So it's not, it might not necessarily be an accurate reflection of like women in general in Jamaica. Yeah. So that could be that could be like you know five thousand out of three million. So that seventy percent can be deceiving. So like if if you if you you know. A coolie and 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 you're picking a band with no coolie gene or DNA, then you're gonna say, oh, something wrong, and then you're going to go ahead and and get the test. So I feel like most of the the, the people that this number reflects is like people who doubt and say, you know what? And I think all of this started after you know that story. I, I think it's two three years ago where the guy went in. Um, they they did a free DNA test for him. A guy with something like seven kids. And only the, the last one was his. Was his like yeah. the, the other six before was, was, wasn't his. So I think that kind of stir up emotions in Jamaica. And a lot of people, you know, start looking at their kids and say, you know, in the favor And then run to get the test done. So I think in fairness, it's a small, could be a small reflection of the, the entire population. But um, uh, go ahead, Dre. Go right ahead. No, because... At, at, at the other aspect of it, when you're looking at um, uh, a lot of this came to light again with the whole filing thing when 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 um, the U.S. changed and said that you have to get DNA tests now when you're filing for the kids. So a lot of these fathers never have doubt also, and it it, it, it coming out that um, the child is is not theirs when they do paperwork for DNA and stuff. So it's, it's not that, that it's not that they have doubt and going. It's it's just part of it's part of the society. It ain't happening. 
Mm-hmm. Um, Jamaica, the stats show Jamaica and Nigeria is 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 like top of the list when it comes to stuff like that. So it's not about doubt. It's something been going on and it just coming out to light because you know new technology and and and, and stuff like that. Yeah, we have work to do. We need to clean our clean up our act, both sides of the fence. It's time. We're going to stop pointing fingers and hold ourselves accountable and be responsible in our behavior. Move with intention. Be intentional. But be, be, do right. Do the right thing. Learn to be honest with yourself and be honest with others. Learn to be honest honest with yourself and be honest with others understand the repercussions understand the consequences of your actions can be riveting all right and we're going to take a quick break those are stories out of the caribbean corner when we return we have news out of latin america and the international scene somebody say In a old people friend. <laughs> Motor the heavy story. I went to a party when I was in Trinidad. All the man alone that day. Boy, I feeling so glad. Drinking rum and I happy. Boy, I feeling so glad. These are old people friends. I never been yet. I'll never forget. Watch me whining now. Talk. 
listening on qmcradio.com the quality music zone and thank you to everyone tuned in listening on janoradio.com of course huge thank you to everyone here with me on clubhouse where the conversation happens i'm moments with me you're listening to coffee and toe world news on the go we do this every monday through friday 9 a.m to 1 p.m eastern where i read the news and we share our views Coming up later on tonight, 10 p.m. Eastern, live on QMZRadio.com and JanoRadio.com. Also, live conversation happening here on Clubhouse. It is the return of Days After Dark, Season 5. Set your alarm clocks. We look forward to having you join us, myself, Marlon, Rosolo, and Sanat. We're going to be talking about the conversation that Gabriel Union had recently, talking about infidelity. We're also going to be talking about um, the position women take because they are the ones paying the bills or earning more. Happy Monday, everyone! Hope your week is off to a good start, and if not, I hope listening to us will help you make it a good one. Getting you ready for Carnival, the kickoff with Carnival in Trinidad. So of course, you know you have to make a Carnival. There's Grapova, we have a multitude of other Carnivals throughout the Caribbean. There's also Carnival in Brazil, Carnival in Miami, Carnival in Toronto, Carnival in New York. Endless fun. Just get your heart ready. <laughs> Do some cardio to get, you know, so you can keep up. After the music break, we have stories out of Latin America and on the international scene. Keep it locked.
want to get wine on me. Single and my bumper free. Single and my bumper free. Single and my bumper free. If you want to get wine on me. Single and my bumper free. Single and my bumper free. Single and my bumper free. If you want to get wine on me. Inside of this session now when I come to walk my race. Any man that watch on my bumper know they're not getting raised. This is Last week, we were talking about GMO and non-GMO foods, right? So I came across this um, TikTok post. I'm going to try to pull it up. Talking about GMO salmon. Yeah. James, I remember you were telling us how to differentiate um, between farm-raised and uh, wild-caught salmon. The texture and the flavor and all of that. Oh, boy is getting out of hand what are we gonna eat hmm? what are we gonna eat all right folks we're gonna go ahead and get back to business we're starting off with our first story out of brazil story courtesy of aljazeera.com arrests after bolsonaro supporters attack key offices in brazil they're taking a page out of the Donald Trump January 6th thing, huh? Police in Brazil have arrested hundreds of people and wrested back control of the country's Congress, Presidential Palace, and Supreme Court from rioting supporters of former President Jair Bolsonaro. In a tweet on Sunday, the police said at least 300 people had been detained in the capital, Brasilia, after the rampage by thousands of Bolsonaro supporters who refused to accept his election defeat. A grim echo of the invasion of the United States Capitol two years ago by die-hard supporters of former President Donald Trump. Investigations will continue until the last member is identified, the police promised. There were no immediate reports of deaths or injuries from Sunday's assault, but the invaders left a trail of destruction, throwing furniture through the smashed windows of the presidential palace, flooding parts of Congress with a sprinkler system, and ransacking ceremonial rooms in the Supreme Court. The uprising, which lasted a little over three hours, underlined the severe polarization that still grips the country, days after the inauguration of leftist President Luis Inácio Lula da Silva, who narrowly defeated Bolsonaro in the October election. I guess they weren't paying attention. I guess they didn't realize there were repercussions. I guess they didn't realize that there were arrests made. I guess they didn't realize that people are actually sitting in jail for the whole January 6th um, fiasco that happened, the insurrection. Why do people feel the need to copy everything that they see happening in the U.S.? For what? But you're not paying attention to the outcome, right? So, you know what? Keep it moving. Your president lost. It is what it is. Keep it moving. Two bodies were found in, under, in the undercarriage of a plane at a Columbia airport. Story courtesy of Al Jazeera. The bodies of two young men have been found in the undercarriage of an Avianca plane 
during maintenance in the Colombian capital, Bogota, according to the airline and the Attorney General's Office of Colombia. The bodies were discovered by airline personnel after the plane from Santiago, Chile, landed in Bogota on Friday evening. At its arrival to the El Dorado Airport in Bogota, personnel from the airline discovered the bodies of two people who flew irregularly as stowaways in the undercarriage of the plane. Avianca expressed sympathy for the families of the two people and added that although it inspects aeroplanes before every flight, the security of airports and their restricted areas is the responsibility of authorities. The technical investigation body of the Attorney General's office is carrying out urgent actions to identify the nationality and the origin of the bodies aged between 15 and 20 Afro-descendants which were found inside the airplane. Although no identification documents were found with the bodies, one was carrying currency from the Dominican Republic and a suitcase found with the men had paperwork from that country, suggesting that the men may have been there. Those discoveries infer that the men could have been on the plane since January 3, when it was last in the Dominican Republic. The plane was last given regular maintenance on December 27, the Attorney General's office added, and has since traveled to Bogota and Santiago. The bodies had been frozen and were partially thawed the statement added and one had burns folks it's a dangerous thing uh are you hearing me Javette? is anyone else hearing me because i just noticed yes. this okay all right good okay good 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 thank you thank you so thank you yeah so um trying to go that route in the undercarriage of the plane is very dangerous there is no way you're meant to survive that whether you go in the undercarriage or in the wheel you know some people do go in the wheel of the plane it's not worth it the likelihood of your making it out alive is very slim which only speaks to the desperation of folks on the international scene new chinese foreign minister heads to africa for first trip China's new foreign minister, Qin Gang, is starting his term with a week-long trip to five African countries, its foreign ministry announced. Qin, no, Javet, we were not hearing you, but I think everybody else was hearing me. So sorry about that. Not sure what happened. Um, so Qin, who recently, who until recently was ambassador to the United States, will visit Ethiopia, Gabon, Angola, Benin, and Egypt from January 9 to 16. In Egypt, Kin will also meet the Secretary General of the Arab League. The new foreign minister is following in the footsteps of his predecessors, who have for more than 30 years started each year with a trip to Africa. It shows that China attaches great importance to the traditional friendship with Africa and the development of China-Africa relations, Wang said. Kin, who is 56, was appointed foreign minister on December 30. He succeeded Wang Yi, 69, who has replaced Yang Jiqi as the government's top foreign policy official. Some commentators have called the China-Africa cooperation a symbiotic relationship from which both parties stand to gain. 
But there have also been controversies about a perceived debt trap and China's palace diplomacy funding huge infrastructure projects for African governments to secure influence within their ranks. And as the United States and France look to rebuild relationships with Africa, just as Russia's sphere of influence is widening, China has been strengthening its footing on the continent. The moves demonstrated the increased need to woo Africa at a time of growing global tension and a potential new Cold War, said Stephen Chan, who is a professor of world politics at the University of London School of Oriental and African Studies. Well, I know we spoke about this a couple of weeks ago. If I'm not mistaken, Audre is not here. Um, if I remember well, it is the better of the two evils, right? Do you form an alliance with the U.S. who will want to give you a manual <laughs> as to what you can and cannot do, who you can form alliances with, whom you can trade with, or do you form an alliance with China with whom you will get the money, no strings attached, meaning they're not going to tell you how to run your country. Which is the better option? I think right now, many people, especially of quote-unquote third world governments, are going to opt to go the China route because they welcome being left alone. Go right ahead. I'm not sure who opened their mic. Please go right ahead. Donald, go right ahead. Yeah, I don't think it's a matter of who you you make alliance with, you know, because whoever you go to for these deals, as long as you're getting a deal that is favorable to you and you take everything into consideration. But what we have seen in the past is giving away our resources and selling out our countries. You can go to anybody for help. Like, you can take a loan from anybody. As long as everything is structured, that in the long run, you benefit. That's all that matters. Mm. Hmm. So we're just looking for the benefit and what we're able to stomach, so to speak. Yeah, you, you know what's you know what's interesting? I was watching this this thing last night that was talking about um, developed country as opposed to developing our third world country, and mm -hmm. the, the politics behind it and who decides it, mm -hmm. and the fact that. The fact that there's no African country listed as developed and developed countries are pretty much um, European Union, um, Canada and America. Like, and I think Japan is in it, but the, like all of these other, Singapore, China, all these other countries that are way developing in, in certain technology like subways and, and um, infrastructure like Dubai, um, all of those countries are not considered, you know, developed and just the politics behind it. So I believe that, you know, a lot of people, it's in, in the information age, a lot of people are being educated about these stuff and a lot of people are making their decisions. So I think like, you know, America is going to have to really bend backwards to, to get back the confidence of, of Africa 
because yeah, they're they're they're, they're wising up. They're seeing that, you know, the whole politics and stuff behind some of these thing. And as we discussed a week ago, like you know, China just giving the money and them 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 give you like a bad deal. You take it or leave it, but they are not involved in your politics. As opposed to America giving you a bad deal and telling you, say, you can't do business with Russia, you can't do business with, you know. So, it, it, yeah, it's going to be very interesting, like, seeing what's going on, like, geopolitical. Mm -hmm. And even even um, America, they are leaving out a lot of, because nobody's talking about Eritrea. Eritrea is one of the, the richest in terms of resources and and their their proximity in in their location in in Africa and America is like stifling them and nobody's talking about that. So yes, very interesting to see what's going to happen. All right, thank you, James. So in the chat, MK, they control indirectly. They are already controlling our ports based on the contracts the government made towards the loans. And Jili said the Chinese tend to build roads to make it easier for them to get to the natural resources. They built a lovely road in Lesotho, all because of their uranium deposits. So they're no different, really. At the end, at the end of the day, they have the same pursuits that the British had years ago, that the Dutch had centuries ago, the Portuguese, the Spaniards. Italians, the French. It's a new, it's repackaged, if you want to say that. It has a pretty bow on it. This has a pretty bow. And sounds more favorable. Because there have been reports of mistreatment of locals. Disrespecting communities and their citizens. There have been reports of that may not be to the extent that the others went to, but there are reports of it, mistreating of people. So I think it's all in the packaging. Yeah. Um, what I would implore many governments to do is to don't be so quick to sign the dotted line weigh your options, think long and hard, and negotiate. I understand the need sometimes to have certain things improved upon, but in the long run, isn't it better to take 20 years to get it done than get it done in two, and then you have 18 years of regret? If I'm making sense. Yeah, moment. Yeah, go right now, ahead. I think one of the issues we have with these, um, some of the loans and the deals we get internationally, especially from small island state African countries and so on, is that somehow we tend to think that we are at the mercy of these people. And yes, you may need the money and you may need to make these deals. But the opposite is also true. They are not giving you the money because they like you. Hmm. They are giving you the money because it's good business. So the sooner we realize, listen, it is good business for them to give us this, this loans and everything that we go into and act accordingly, try to negotiate positions that are in our best interest. Because trust me, if you negotiate better position, they would not turn and walk away, you know. They would meet you at the table. 
But everybody else goes negotiating, offering you the less. You go for a job, they offer you the less, the lowest salary they think you would take. Mm-hmm. If you accept the first offer, they benefit. If not, they will negotiate if they need you. And that's the case. They need us. You understand? Because these are the markets where they make some of the most profit. Mm-hmm. So the, when we start to realize that we could negotiate better, and I know sometimes we're in some tight positions and you might have to give and take, but some of those deals are just too ridiculous, you know? Agreed. I agree. <laughs> in the chat, Chief says the Chinese can no longer feed their population. They have insane amounts of GMO food products. Neocolonization. And one might ask, what exactly is neocolonialism? All right, so let me break it down. According to Britannica.com, neocolonialism, the control, okay, like, okay, here we go. The control of less developed countries by developed countries through indirect means. The term neocolonialism was first used after World War II to refer to the continuing dependence of former colonies on foreign countries. But its meaning soon broadened to apply more generally to places where the power of developed countries was used to produce a colonial-like exploitation, for instance, in Latin America, where direct foreign rule had ended in the early 19th century. The term is now an, an uh, unambiguously negative one that is widely used to refer to a form of global power in which transnational corporations and global and multilateral institutions combine to perpetuate colonial forms of exploitation of developing countries. Neocolonialism has been broadly understood as a further development of capitalism that enables capitalist powers, both nations and corporations, to dominate subject nations through the operations of international capitalism rather than by means of direct rule. And there we have it. <laughs> so we've moved away from colonialism to neocolonialism, which again goes back to what I've said, repackaging. That's all it is. Let's take off the wax paper and put it in some glittery paper. And let's change up a few things to make it more palatable, to make it seem as though we have your interest at heart when the truth is it's the other way around, right? We, we care more about our needs and our desires. And you're absolutely right, Donald. If we understood the value that we have, we would know how to approach the, ta the, the table and negotiate because you're not coming because you like us. You're coming because we have something that you want. The entire continent of Africa has what the world wants, what the world needs. And whether we want to admit it or not, we rely heavily on the continent for the products and the byproducts. We rely on the folks on the continent to use up goods and services, especially goods, All right? So yes, the leaders of Africa 
need to wise up if they have not already done so. And I do believe that some are um, opening their eyes, but need to wise up and let us not have a repeat of what happened over 400 years ago, just in a different way. All right. Okay, so thank you all for your input on that one. Next story, uh, man arrested after urinating on a woman on, a bo- on board an Air India flight. Indian police have arrested an unruly airline passenger following a complaint by a woman on board an Air India flight from New York who said that he urinated on her. Well, you'd be pleased to know this person is a Mumbai-based executive and has been terminated by his employer, Wells Fargo and Company, an American multinational financial services company, the firm said in a statement on Friday. In 2017, India issued new standards barring unruly passengers for, from flying for a minimum of three months to more than two years, depending on the nature of the misdemeanor. Air India reported a second incident last week, which took place on a December 6 flight from Paris to New Delhi, during which a male passenger urinated on a vacant seat and the blanket of another passenger. So let me ask a question. Are these people going on board uh, drunk or are are they, sorry, serving alcohol and people don't know how to control themselves? And these, there's another one about a man, um, a male, another male passenger who was banned for 30 days for an incident that happened on November 26. And that person is an executive, a directorate general. Uh, I'm sorry, a, a director at the Tata Group in India. We don't know how to hold our liquor. We don't know how to behave ourselves. Yeah, a, a lot of the flights to England are drunk flights because they're so long, especially the ones coming from um, England and, and the US. Like, by the time they, they get to, like, New Delhi or, or those places, like, they're like, they can't even walk off the plane. And some of those long flights, like alcohol, are it's, like, all-inclusive. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm not surprised. Well, we need to, I mean, they need to change, I don't know, because people are drinking um while waiting should they have a limit at the bars for example um what you call that area you know when you're where they have all the restaurants and the bars and everything where people go and they eat and drink before is there a specific name for that area in the airport or no i don't know but i have seen people sitting there and just drinking and drinking and drinking shouldn't they have a let's say a two drink minimum or a three drink minimum or is that going to make people feel as though you're taking away their um freedom i would rather you take away their freedom and have a safe flight and everyone be able to travel without worrying about someone getting up and peeing on them because they're so inebriated i don't know and, and the funny thing it mostly happened in first class because <laughs> I, I have a friend that was was going back. So, like, he was flying from Bermuda to England and then from um, England to to um, 
uh, this place called Goa, Goa in India. And he said he was drunk before he got to, to um, England because when he was going into the plane, um, he just stopped in the first class and sat down. He wasn't first class, but he just stopped and sat down and no one said anything. So he just sat there and drink and drink and drink and eat and drink and, and till he got there. So, yeah, mostly I've been first class. They, they don't stop you because I guess a lot of them are afraid because uh, first class is mostly like these big like CEOs and executives for like companies. So they just allow them to do whatever. All right. Well, allow them to do whatever and allow them to lose their jobs. Good job. All right. Israel orders police to remove Palestine flags from public spaces. Story courtesy of Al Jazeera. Israel's new far-right Minister of National Security, Itamar Ben-Jvir, has instructed police to remove Palestinian flags from public spaces, calling the Palestinian national symbol an act of terrorism. Israel law does not outlaw Palestinian flags, but police and soldiers have the right to remove them in cases where they deem there is a threat to public order. Sunday's directive, who came from Ben Javir, who heads the ultra-nationalist Jewish Power Party in Benjamin um, Netanyahu's, and I hope I said that right, new far-right government and as national security minister oversees the police, appears to signal a hard line and uncompromising attitude towards Palestinian expressions of identity and free speech and pro-Palestinian demonstrations. The display of the Palestinian flag in Israel has in practice long been clamped down on by Israeli authorities, with Palestinians regarding such moves as an attempt to suppress Palestinian identity. Benjavir's orders came after a mass anti-government protest in Tel Aviv on Saturday, where some demonstrators waved the Palestinian flag. Protesters labeled the recently sworn-in government of Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu as fascist and advocated for equality and coexistence between Palestinians and Israelis. If my memory serves me well, and it's so funny, I was we were just talking about this last night. I was talking to Marlon about this last night. I don't remember what came up. I think we were watching something. But... I think the Israelites forgot instructions that they were given. They probably need to go back and read the Old Testament that you're supposed to welcome foreigners and treat them as your own. I think they forgot that. Go ahead. But the, but the land belongs to the Palestinians. So we're talking about welcome foreigners. They take the people land and then they're abusing them. So don't make it look as though they have to welcome them home. It's not their land. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so they've captured the people and Daniel <laughs> and then took it over as them yes they're the only people on earth that could claim God give them any anywhere but if more, you understand yeah. God could give them wherever they, God give them if, if Mohammed if Allah give you where that don't come What's your it's the policy if you look at the Gaza the whole Palestine, the West Bank and everything that has shrinked over the years, illegally occupied by the Israelis and everybody ignore it. Huh. And we pretend. The people in Palestine is under like house arrest. They're literally at the mercy of, the, of Israel. But nobody could say that. So have I don't the- know what we're trying to do. There, there is no peace to be had there. 
And there will never be peace. No, it is because written. they get worse. It is written, there does. will never be peace. But Donald, have they forgotten how they were treated in Egypt? Did they forget their history? As far as they're concerned, this land was ordained for them. And that's it. They have the right to do as they please. Human rights only exist when it relates to them. It, is, it don't go the other way around. And it's simple as that. Mm. That is what will be accepted. They have the backing of the Western powers because they're an ally and they would continue to do that. The Palestinians just have to pray and hope for the best. Yeah. But I don't see anything changing in, in the future, much less in the near future. <laughs> because it has gotten worse over the years. If you look at the entire area there, the Palestinian land has been shrinking and shrinking. The occupied territories have been getting bigger and bigger. Mm-hmm. And then everybody tried to give you some magic bullet theory to justify it. Right. But it is oh. what it is. It is what it is. In our next story, uh, also courtesy of Al Jazeera, Ivory Coast troops return home after months of captivity in Mali. 46 Ivorian soldiers accused by Mali of being mercenaries have returned home after six months in captivity. The troops arrived at Ivory Coast's Abidjan, and I hope I said it right, <laughs> airport late on Saturday, a day after receiving a pardon from Mali's military ruler. Their arrest in the Malian capital of Bamako in July of last year had triggered a bitter diplomatic fight between the neighboring countries. Mali accused them of being mercenaries, while Ivory Coast said they were flown in to provide routine backup security for the German contingent of a United Nations peacekeeping mission. Emerging from their plane home on Saturday, each soldier had a, held a small Ivorian flag and smiled as they shook hands with President Alassane, who was waiting to greet them at the airport. Our next story, also out of Africa, armed group abducts 32 people from southern Nigeria train station. Attackers armed with assault rifles have abducted 32 people from a railway station in Nigeria's southern Edo state, the governor's office has said. Story courtesy of Al Jazeera. Police said in a statement on Sunday that armed herdsmen attacked Tom Ikimi station at 4 p.m. as passengers waited for a train to Wari, which is an oil hub in nearby Delta State. The station is some 69 miles northeast of state capital Benin City and closer to the border with Anambra State. Some people at the station were shot in the attack, police said. The attack is the latest example of the growing insecurity that has spread to nearly every corner of Africa's most populous country, posing a challenge to the government ahead of the February presidential election. Edo State Information Commissioner Chris Osa said one of the 32 people taken by the kidnappers managed to escape. The Nigerian Railway Corporation had closed the station until further notice, and the Federal Transport Ministry called the kidnappings utterly barbaric. And for our next story, we head on over to Sweden. Sweden says cannot fulfill Turkey's demands for a NATO application. Sweden is confident that Turkey will approve its application to join the NATO military alliance, but it will not meet all the conditions that Ankara has set for its support. And that's according to Sweden's prime minister. 
Turkey both confirms that we have done what we said we would do. But they also say that they want things we cannot or do not want to give them, said the Prime Minister on Sunday during a security conference. Finland and Sweden signed a three-way agreement with Turkey in 2022 aimed at overcoming Ankara's objections to their membership in the North Atlantic Treaty Organization, NATO. The two Nordic countries applied to join the military alliance in May as a response to Russia's invasion of Ukraine last year. But Turkey has shared its objections to their membership and accused the countries of harboring Kurdish rebels. It refused to approve their membership until both countries take the requested steps, including joining Turkey to fight against the outlawed Kurdistan Workers' Party, the PKK, which is designated as a terrorist group by the United States and the EU. Sweden has robust ties with the Kurdish diaspora, which has been a clashing point between the countries. Turkey is also requesting the extradition of people that Turkey regards as terrorists. Did I see somewhere, or are my eyes deceiving me, that Turkey's, um, the spelling of Turkey is going to be changed? I know, I think I saw it. Was it on NPR.org? Let me, let me double check. Because I, I wanted to add it to the list. Right. Go ahead. Go I right ahead. The, pre- the president had thought had um, discussed doing that so many years ago. Yeah. So I'm surprised it still hasn't happened. Or maybe it happened and and we on the West have not um, acknowledged it. But yeah. I do remember he was trying to change the name. Okay. So I'm okay. Thank you, Sonette. So I'm not losing it. <laughs> but I know I saw this. I saw the story this morning as I was um, gathering. Or was it on BBC? Hold on, let me double check. In the meantime, good morning, everyone. Just joining us. Morning, Teflon. Go right ahead. Hi, everyone. How's everyone doing? We are here. <laughs> we are here. Huh. I know I saw it. And I saw and I was like, interesting. When we look at it, how are we good? You know, it's, the spelling is similar, but they have the dots and all of that all over the place. I'm like, okay, I'm going to find it. I will find it. <laughs> but I did see it. If anything, I'll bring it up tomorrow. But yeah, so they are going to be changing the spelling of their name. Yeah. And those are the stories from the international scene and out of Latin America. We're going to take a quick break. And when we return, we have more stories for you. And of course, we're going to be jumping to North America. Uh See, I'm here all over the place, jumping this way, that way. I need another iPad. <laughs> That's what I need to do. All right, here we go. A little more soca for us to wake us up. It is Move It Monday, and we do it in soca style here in Coffee and Toe. Thank you to everyone listening online on janoradio.com and qmzradio.com. And, of course, thank you to everyone here with me on Clubhouse. I don't want to be sober. Yes, If you don't like to drink, yeah, that goes to me. Yeah, that goes to me. Mm-hmm. That goes to me. I tell you, no you know I'm on it to spend. That goes to me. That goes to me. That goes to me. So once you're fetting with me, I'm telling you, don't do that. No, don't do that. Don't slow me down. Don't do that. Oh, no, don't do that. I say, don't slow me down. Oh, please. 
getting y'all ready for carnival. Trinidad Carnival is the first one coming up. Anybody going? Just be safe. Have a blast. One thing about carnival is the time when you let go of all your inhibitions and just have a good time. Yay, Dawn says she's going to Carnival. Welcome, Dawn. Thank you so much for coming to Coffee Dawn. For everyone who is just joining us on Clubhouse, if you're new to the space, I do invite you to click on the greenhouse and join the club. We're here every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. Good excuse to get on bad. She's an angel, she's a devil. That's when you have your split personality come out, right? And don't confuse the two. Shensia performed at the AVN Awards. Them girls whining best, good competition to rest. Girl, I'm telling ya, I'm telling ya, nothing more, nothing less. Are you are the best, girl? I'm telling ya. Watch a piece of specimen, girl, you're so magnificent, feel so good, me not pretend. Girl, don't take me for no joke. Your body put me in a zone. I must get Days after dark, real relationship talk returns with season five tonight, 10 p.m. Eastern. Go ahead and set your alarms. You can join the conversation right here on Clubhouse. 
Or you can listen live on JanoRadio.com and QMZRadio.com. Join the crew, Moments with me, Marlon, Rosolo, and Sanat, as we talk about the Gabriel Union conversation. Infidelity. And, you know, she felt like it was okay because she was the one paying the bills. Swing band, push your back like a your back like a swing song. Them girls whining best, good competition to rest. Girl, I'm telling ya, I'm telling ya. For quality music while you work or play, remember to keep it logged on to www.qmzradio.com for that good music to get you through your day. Download the Jano Radio app, J-A-H-K-N-O. It is available in your Apple and Google Play stores. Jano Radio, take us on the go. Gotta say thank you to everyone. I am Moments with me, and you're listening to Coffee in Tow, World News on the Go. We do this every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. You can follow me on Twitter at Me Media Moments, on Instagram, Moments underscore with underscore me underscore media, and on TikTok, Moments with Me Media. And the mean everything is MI. And I'm always grateful for the love that you all show right here on Clubhouse. Of course, it would not be possible without you. Hope everyone had a wonderful weekend and ready to take on the week. Set those goals, folks. And listen, it's okay to make those mistakes. That's how we learn. Don't be afraid of challenges and obstacles, all right? They shape our character. We're going to get back to business right after this one. If you have somewhere to be at the bottom of the hour, you have eight minutes to get there.
right. Thank you for that one, Melly Rose. Give me love. And it's time for us to get into the details of stories out of North America. First up is Mega Millions. Nobody won, folks. I hope you all bought a ticket. I Well, I didn't. Marlon did. I didn't. I suck with that. I'm not consistent. Right? I should have bought one. I know he bought. So he bought. He wins. I'm good. You know what he told me? He'll give me back the eight. What? $40 I gave him to buy the ticket. <laughs> ah, see you in court. But anyway, um, yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> Go right ahead. I'm so sorry. Go ahead. Was that you, Javette? I was just saying, wow. <laughs> yeah, wow, indeed. <laughs> So the Mega Millions jackpot has jumped to more than $1 billion after Friday night's Friday night's drawing. Yeah, no winner, no winner. Thank you, CNN, for the update. Well, this marks the fourth time in a little over four years that the top prize has exceeded $1 billion. Mega Millions said in a release on Friday. Just in case, you know, we still could have won something, right? So check your tickets, folks. The winning numbers were or are 3, 20, 46, 59, 63, and the gold mega ball number is 13. The jackpot is now an estimated $1.1 billion, which means if you take the cash option, you're walking away with $568.7 million in cash, and that's according to the lottery. Okay. Um. The next drawing. Moments. If you, moments. If you won, if you won that that jackpot, would you give us some money? Would of you, course. No. That how, is. How, how much? How much? How much would you give? That's to be determined. TBD. To be determined. <laughs> but I would not be selfish. I, I mean, I would not be. I definitely. It, that's not me. I couldn't do that. You know. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I would have to share because at the end of the day, you can only use so much. And if you're smart with it, right, you just have to be smart and set up, have a something set up, a trust fund, something, and you have to put yourself in a budget. And I'm glad I'm, we're talking about this because I don't know if anyone saw the Cardi B um, video where, you know, she said that the problem when people are saying why are you counting your coins pretty much that's what they're saying what are you worrying about you're rich so what the prices at the supermarket going up should not affect you and she had her pushback she said that's the problem many of y'all will get rich and go broke you have to put yourself on a budget and she said that when she realized that the prices were getting out of control. The, the, the bill was getting out of control. She had to go to the supermarket herself. Yes, folks, a lot of rich people do live on a budget, and that's how they manage to stay rich. Being rich doesn't mean that you're just going to go spending ridiculously and be ludicrous about it. No. That's why, that's why I love lots of winners always go broke broke really quick um because doing all, all all kind of foolishness yeah so yeah that's a that's a fact i'm surprised that came out of cardi b's mouth though <laughs> <laughs> listen she she says some um sensible things you know she really does 
Yeah, I don't really get to hear her. All, all, all I see is... Uh, why are you, why are you breaking working up? Working on the internet. Oh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, and I hope that her followers listen to her, right? Because she's absolutely right. You ha When you come into money, a windfall, if you don't plan, you're going to go broke. Number one, you're going to have a lot of people coming out of the woodwork right? Everybody's going to be coming at you. And I would say this, try to keep a low profile as much as possible. Don't quit your job the next day. Don't go off cursing out people, writing people off. Don't do that. Because I think you have to wait 30 days to be able to claim the money anyway, because they have to see, you know, make sure everything is in order. But my advice to anyone listening, if you happen to come into money, be careful. Don't go bragging. Don't go showing off because you're setting yourself up to be a target. If you're going to give, give quietly. Don't let anybody know it's coming from you. Have an attorney. If you win $568 million, Get an attorney. Get an attorney. If they charge you five million, pay the five million and have your peace of mind. Whoever you're gonna give things to, let the attorney do it. And if somebody calls you and say, Hey, you know, I just somebody sent me a check, said me, get one too. Don't let them know it's coming from you because you know what's gonna happen. You now become the ATM machine. Just a warning. People will try to set you up to kill you. Just a warning. Some people, you know, some people, when they come into money, they don't even let their children know that they have it. They cry broke. I'll tell you something. Save your life. It's the best thing you can do. Protect yourself at all costs. Altada, what is this? At least two people getting cussed out of principle. Yep, two, at least two. <laughs> at least just just be just because. <laughs> but me not make them know so me have money. No, don't. <laughs> yeah. Don't help from a distance. Help from a distance, folks. Can't say I didn't warn you. If you watch the show, um, I think it came on. Was it TLC or was it Lifetime? Um, the lottery winners passed. Many of them broke. Some murdered. Be careful. All right. Live like um, Warren Buffett and... These people is it Warren Buffett is the one where if the stock market is good, um, he buys something extra at McDonald's. If not, he goes back to the cheapest breakfast at McDonald's. Was was it Warren Buffett, Marlon? You think we spoke about that? We heard the thing. Yes. About... Yeah, that's him. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I think he normally spends like two dollars on something on breakfast, and he has to read the newspaper, and his wife is the one is is the one that puts the exact change. Egg down to the penny in the cup holder in his vehicle. 
And when the stock market is doing good, she puts the extra so he can upgrade his breakfast. But it doesn't go past $5. You ever see them? The shirts looking like they picked them up at Walmart. And I'm, it's a shame that we live in a time where we can't enjoy our spoils, right? You have to be guarded because somebody is going to try to get you. Envy and jealousy is real. Covetousness is real. People want what others have. Instead of just being happy for you. So don't flaunt your stuff, folks. Keep it simple. Yeah, a lot of millionaires shop at Target. You'd be surprised. Even Walmart. Yes, Chili, a lot of them do. Good morning again. Good morning, Javette. <laughs> so sometimes when I hear that, I find it a bit strange because you honestly can't take the money with you. Okay, so I'm not saying that you have to walk around with 12 cars and, you know, all the stuff that people do, but, okay, the bottom line is you can't take it with you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, nice. I, I just find that weird sometimes. I don't have any problem with someone walking around with Target clothes and don't want to spend X amount of dollars for Bendy or Fendi or whatever the Fendi brands are. <laughs> so I yield. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So actually, many wealthy people shop. Some even shop at thrift stores. Some shop at thrift stores. You better believe it. And many of them fly coach. Yes, they do. Many of them live in middle come middle uh what you call it middle class neighborhoods yes they do mm -hmm. you'd be surprised <laughs> they're protecting their lives protecting their assets they want to make some of them want to make sure that they're able to leave something for their children and grandchildren so that it can be passed on for generations yeah some of them set up um where they're able to leave to organizations, um, charitable organizations when they pass on to. All right, so next story, Biden makes first visit to U.S.-Mexico border since taking office. Story courtesy of aljazeera.com. United States President Joe Biden has made his first visit to the U.S.-Mexico border since taking office in January of 2022. The hours-long visit on Sunday followed a recently announced policy initiative by the Biden administration meant to address an increase in undocumented border crossings. The politically charged issue has dogged the Democratic president since taking office, with Republican critics charging the administration has been too lenient and rights groups charging the newly announced measures will put asylum seekers' lives at risk. The stop in the city of El Paso, Texas, took place as Biden traveled to Mexico, where he is set to meet President Andres Manuel López Obrador today before attending a three-way summit with Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau the following day in Mexico City. They need a lot of resources and we're going to get it for them, Biden told reporters in Texas. During the visit, Biden watched as border officers in El Paso 
demonstrated how they search vehicles for drugs, money, and other contraband. He later inspected a section of the tall fencing along the border between El Paso and Ciudad Juarez. Meanwhile, in a sign of the deep political tensions over immigration, Republican Governor Greg Abbott handed Biden a letter on his arrival that said the alleged chaos at the border was the direct result of the president's failure to endorse or enforce federal laws. You know what, um, Biden, you're always going to come under attack. And yes, Greg Abbott is forever going to be the attacker. Um, so what is Governor Greg Abbott's resolve to the whole situation? What is his recommendation? How should it be handled? Because as far as I'm concerned, no matter what you do, I don't think it is going to stop anyone from wanting to explore the possibility of attaining freedom in its entirety. Now, you can do your best to um, interview and call out those you don't see fit to enter. But what we can't do is take a blanketed approach and turn everybody back. And we all know the history of the country already. So uh, let's see what comes out of this meeting of the minds with um, the president of Mexico, Trudeau, and Biden. Let's see what happens. Whew, McCarthy, finally. What a fiasco this was. This was a circus. How many rounds did he have to go? 14? 15, ma'am. <laughs> Thank you for the correction. I think it was 17. Oh, I think Jesus. it was 17. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I would have given up. I would have given up. I'm sorry. But anyway, MacArthur becomes U.S. House Speaker but with diminished power. The 57-year-old representative's elevation comes after making major concessions to an ultra-conservative block of the party. Story courtesy of Al Jazeera. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, so Republican Kevin McCarthy was elected, finally, as the Speaker of the U.S. House of Representatives on Saturday after five, not one, not two, not three, but five days of chaotic voting but his elevation comes after conceding major concessions to an ultra-conservative bloc of the party. The 57-year-old representative from California suffered one final humiliation when Representative Matt Gates withheld his vote on the 14th ballot. And that is as midnight approached, prompting a scuffle in which fellow Republican Mike Rogers had to be physically pulled away. McCarthy's victory in the 15th ballot ended the deepest congressional dysfunction in more than 160 years. But it sharply illustrated the difficulties he will face in leading a narrow and deeply polarized majority. He won at last on a margin of 216 to 212. He was able to be elected with the votes of fewer than half the House members only because six in his own party withheld their votes not backing McCarthy as leader, 
but also not voting for another contender. Republicans' weaker-than-expected performance in November's midterm elections left them with a narrow 222-212 majority, which was given outsized power to the radical right-wingers who opposed McCarthy's leadership. As he took the gavel for the first time, McCarthy represented the end of President Joe Biden's Democrats' hold on both chambers of the Congress. He said in his inaugural speech, Our system is built on checks and balances. It is time for us to be a check and provide some balance to the president's policies. Was it true? (laughs) I think Marlon said it to me. Did you say, Marlon, that um, one was recommending Donald Trump be Speaker of the House? (laughs) Yes. I mean, I'm sorry, Marlon, I took your time, but he he was, Donald Trump was nominated in one of the votes by one person to be the Speaker of the House. So is this guy better than Mitch McConnell? Like, where's the new replacement? Shelly, I'm not hearing you clearly. Say that again. I'm so sorry. Say that again. I'm sorry, I don't know if you can hear me. I say, is this guy better than Mr. McConnell? Is he worse? Just a new replacement? If this person is better, um, I don't know. Um, Sonette, you're in California. How is he? How do they feel about him? I don't know that man. He's not my area. <laughs> He's from the middle middle west of the country. I'm in, I'm in San Francisco. Nancy Pelosi is my person. Okay. I don't know this man. He is who who are we talking about? McCarthy. Dre. Oh, he's Republican. Yeah. What else you know about him? What can you say about him? And how do you feel about him being the speaker? I just answered. He's Republican. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Don. Is he close to you or Don? I think Don. Are you in Oakland area or are you in the middle of? No, I'm in. I'm in South. I'm in South. I'm in. LA. I know Dre, you moved you moved back. Yeah, I moved I was, back. I, I moved was, back. I was calling out Don to see if she's around for a second. Hopefully because... temporary. <laughs> real, real, reality hit me again. <laughs> but you know the kid, the kid, the kid. Oh boy. Um Yeah, but Republicans in California is no different than Republicans everywhere else, man. They they they're obstructionists. Yeah. Well, I th- I think the Democrats have a rough two roads ahead, two years ahead of them. The road is not going to be easy. Bumps in the road because they, you know, right now Congress faces an agenda of must pass bills to fund the government, restock a military whose supplies have been depleted by decades of war and aid to Ukraine. Talking about aid to Ukraine, went in the supermarket um, yesterday. And a few little things that I picked up, almost $80. Few things, no lie, very few things. And as I was walking out, I said, you know something? We have money to send to Ukraine and pay the salaries of folks in Ukraine. But we don't have it to give every single family in this country $400 to help us out because we are suffering. Many people are feeling the effects of the war. Do you know how much I paid for a flat of eggs in, in the supermarket yesterday? One flat of how eggs. How many eggs? 
How many? The, the flat has what? Uh, two and a half dozen. Oh wow! Um, twelve dollars. No, hold on. Is it two and a half dozen? The tray. Hold on. I don't want to say it wrong. 12, 12, 24, and 6. How many is that? 24, 30, 30, 30. Sorry, got it wrong. 30. $12. I'm going to stick with $12. $13.79. $13.79. And this is a store brand eggs. Because I couldn't afford the others. $13.79. I see a dozen in the store for $6.90. And I'm like, well, I'm not buying that one. So I understand that it's thirteen dollars. I mean, I I don't really understand why eggs cost so much money right now, but I also kind of do. But I'm gonna stop talking because I'm just talking circles. <laughs> because the chickens are in Ukraine. <laughs> You're a mad one. I know they're not. Yeah. Oh, you'll be proud of me, folks. I didn't buy cow's milk. I bought almond milk. No more cow's milk coming in this house. You see, I'm determined. Why? Are you lactose intolerant? Are you on a diet plan? Is it just because of cost? No. Yeah. Sana, you weren't in the room last week when we were was talking not. about I've been, the... I've been, fairly, I've been fairly absent, so I haven't been <laughs> paying attention. So we were talking about the list of foods that are banned in the U.S., that are banned in other countries, but not in the U.S. And uh, cow's milk in the U.S. is banned in um other countries around the world because of the um i'm sorry are you saying american cow's milk is banned yes. or cow's milk in american cow's american milk cow's milk is banned is it the rbst thing yes that thing. the cows yes okay all right thank you <laughs> Miss that story <laughs> so i have um i bought almond milk yes i'm gonna Try. Granted, I have no business having cow's milk because it produces a lot of mucus in my system. So, um, yeah, so I'm going to... I don't even think almond milk good for you. Oh, Lord, Marlon. I so... don't even think good, but hey, I don't know. I ain't no doctor. <laughs> try the rice milk or the oat. No, I, the reason I'm not going to try the oat milk, I'll be more inclined to try the rice milk. The oat milk, because oatmeal produces mucus in my system as well. So I'm not going to even attempt to try. I, I yeah, will, the rice is good. I'll try the rice and see how that works. But yeah, let's see how that works out. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, you know, back to this story. But I do see the Democrats having a rough two years ahead of them. Um, Biden, I hope for you, I wish the best for you. Okay. Next up, a college student created an app that can tell whether AI wrote an essay. So Sin is Sin here. Sin sent me over a story similar as well to this. You know what? Uh, Don and Chief, stop showing off on those of us who can't get free eggs. Don't show off on us. We're not allowed to have chickens in our backyard here. If, um, it's a homestead issue. <sighs> Ridiculous. We should be able to have our own chickens and get our own eggs. I would love that. But anyway, back to the story. A college student created an app that can tell whether AI wrote an essay. Story courtesy of NPR.org. Teachers 
worried about students turning in essays written by popular artificial intelligence chatbot can now have a new tool of their own. Edward Tiana, 22-year-old senior at Princeton University, has built an app to detect whether text is written by ChatGPT, the viral chatbot that's sparked fears over its potential for unethical uses in academia. Tian, a computer science major who is minoring in journalism, spent part of his winter break creating GPT-0, which he said can quickly and efficiently decipher whether a human or chat GPT authored an essay. His motivation to create the bot was to fight what he sees as an increase in AI plagiarism. Since the release of chat GPT in late November, well, there have been reports of students using the breakthrough language model to pass off AI written assignments as their own. Tian said many teachers have reached out to him after he released his bot online on January 2, telling him about the positive results they've seen from testing it. And I'm here for it. I am here for it. Sorry. When I, when I had to write papers, I had to write my papers. I didn't ask anybody to write my paper for me. I did not do plagiarism. I remember um, English literature, turning in a paper, getting a B, going to the professor, having a conversation with her, giving me the opportunity to rewrite my paper and getting my A. I didn't have, I didn't, I don't know. People write people's college papers. How are you earning your degree fair and square? That's that's how I look at it. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I know someone opened their mic. I do apologize. Yeah, moments. I see you. You emotional about it, right? And I understand. But um, how do we know that the 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 app is correct? How how do you know his evaluation of these what essays are correct? <laughs> there might be certain words. There must know, be certain but, uh, things. Donna. What what if it, what if it, what if it was found at later after much scrutiny that it was not. You know, I feel, I, I want to feel a lot of research went into this and he must have put quite a bit of sampled um, AI written texts into his um, experiment. So if, I, if, if, if I was disadvantaged and I later found out that, they later found out that my, my essay resembled an AI written text, but it was not, can I sue? We're in Siouxland, right? I'm sure you can. I'm sure you can, as long as you can prove. Otherwise, I'm sure you can sue. We can sue for anything, right? We can sue because the um, directions on the macaroni and cheese box was wrong. The, the timing was wrong. Remember the woman in Hialeah, Florida, who is suing Kraft Mac and Cheese because it takes more than the three minutes to make the mac and cheese as written on the box. We're, we're suing, is it Bertoli or Barilla pasta? Because the pasta is not made in Italy. Right? So, but I'm here for it. Because it's not fair to those who do put in the hard work. And then, what happens when you have to write a final? You can't use AI to write your final. 
and you can see a huge difference in the AI written paper and this person now having to express themselves. You can tell the difference, the vocabulary used, the way the sentences are structured. I'm sure they can tell. And I'm sure there has to be similarities Right, let us say all of us in here submit papers. And let's say everyone on the stage used AI technology and those below did not use AI. I'm sure all of us on the stage, there has to be something that's a hold on a second now. Why these papers sound so similar? Everybody think the same on everything, on every point? Huh? I'm, I'm sure. Let me check the chat here. Sanet says he, okay, hold on, back up. Tasha says, um, the college student is the, that college student is the most hated person on the planet right now. Good for him though. Those children need to use their brains and think for themselves. Sanet says he's not the only AI detector. Sounds like AI cut in on his business of selling papers to students. Oh, Donna says. I've actually been using ChatGPT, and I, I don't think it's the worst thing in the world. When it comes to education and students, I actually heard a teacher give a counter to allowing people using ChatGPT in creating papers in their class, in his class. He said, he, his point and I'm going to paraphrase because I heard him and it was a couple of days ago. I don't remember exactly word for word. But part of his point was it will, for them to take all this time to then pull things together to write a paper, um, it's taken away from time. They could be doing more creative things. And this same teacher said they have to reread the paper anyway to make sure that it's accurate. So they, they already know some of the information in it. Like... I don't think it is the worst thing in the world to have a little assistance when creating a document. Plus, you have to actually learn how to train your AI. You can't just say, chat GPT, write me a paper about goldfish and how they swim south, right? You really need to have to tell it how you want it written, how many words and all this stuff. So there is some work in it. It's not just giving a student a paper. And, it's, and rarely will you find two of the exact same papers, by the way. So good luck to the detectors. <laughs> But I, but I also um, I'm in support of the, of the AI. This is this is the future, and we and we're gonna get left behind if we keep um, thinking about it that way. Honestly. All right, fair anyway. enough. So let me ask a question, Sunette. Is it using the, or becoming dependent on AI technology? Isn't that taking away from our ability to think to rationalize? To explain ourselves. So. Oh, I'm sorry, you're still going. I don't think so. Hold, hold on, Dre. Hold on once. Hold on one second, Dre. Go ahead, Sonette. I don't think so because unless you're a moron, and forgive me, anyone who's a moron, you really <laughs> need to pay attention to what's being written on the paper. You're not just gonna say, "Okay, ChatGPT, write me a paper on goldfish," and then pick it up and say, "Okay, this is perfect." You need to um, check your own stuff. And for me, as a write, when I write. I am better at editing than I am writing the first document. 
So I think it's, it doesn't take away the skills that someone will need to think creatively, to think um, rationally, to think um, critically, because that's where it's going to be important to be able to be critical and look at a document and says, does this make sense? Are these words that they put next to each other, like making any sort of sense to anybody else? So I am actually okay with AI and I, and I don't think it's going to dump people down. Mm-hmm. You still need you still need to critically examine what is being given to you. Just like if, if your boss told you to do something, you're not just going to jump and do it without. Well, some people will. Some people. But you you really want to pay attention <laughs> to what's going on, and right. that, that's my point. Okay, fair argument. Fair argument. Chief agrees with you. Fair. I'm I'm thinking. Go, go ahead, naturalist. Good morning. Um, I look at it as another tool. Um, it's like when a DJ, when you know, we went from turntables to using CDs to now using laptops. You know, folks are just saw going crazy. You gotta stay, you gotta stay, you know, authentic. You gotta scan all this vinyl around. But then you now I carry around twenty five thousand songs, uh, which before you know that was almost impossible. And talk about dumbing you down. If one get rid of AI, let's get rid of let's get rid of the phone. How many phone numbers do we actually remember now? Mm-hmm. How do we remember how to go someplace without um, actually using the GPS on the phone? You know, back in the days, you know, I still have those maps. You had to pull those maps out and, you know, look at it and plan your route. And those things help to stimulate the mind. So I think the phone is probably one of the most big destructive things to the human brain uh, since, um, I don't know, since, since, since time. But I think AI is just a tool and like any tool, you have to know how to use it. You ever sometimes sit down and try to type something just by um um with auto auto typing? I I just sit and I and I speak and I speak and I speak and I speak, and then you go back and read through it. You're like, what the hell did they just type? <laughs> it's like almost a different language sometimes. Uh, so there are gonna be work put into it to make sure it is exactly you know what you want to see and how it's um you know put together. I'll have no idea. All right, so that's three against one. <laughs> yeah so for instance right because like um i i use grammarly a lot mm-hmm. before i write anything. I, I write everything in, in in grammarly for work for everything and it actually helps me um with with better grammar because a lot of time i write something and they suggest different words like they'll say oh you're using this word too much use this instead and that instead and i'm like Okay, and it actually helped me to, um, you know, to have better grammar or whatever. So I think with the AI, if, if you do it all the time and you actually read back what it write, it should help you to write better papers yourself. Okay. All right. Indirectly, you get in practice. That's that's what I'm saying. Okay. All right, four to one. <laughs> so, and I, I, I definitely respect everyone's perspective and you've made very good points very valid points now what you just mentioned about grammarly that i can understand right but to have something write a whole paper and you're right um it should help us and sonette you're absolutely right we should be going back to read this paper and with doing that it should be training us to think a little more, to think a little deeper, go beneath beneath the surface more, be able to 
draw on examples to support our arguments a little more. Um, it should really help. But my fear, or I can't help thinking that they're going to be the responsible ones like Sonette and Dre and um, Naturalist who will not become wholly dependent on it, but will use it to support them. But you're going to have those who are not even going to check. Let me suck up. You know, let me party tonight and let me just keep partying and then boom, we can just rely on AI to do this for me. You're right. You're right. The irresponsible ones who are going to end up getting the good grade while you tear your hair out trying to do it right. It's not fair to me. Moments, maybe we need to restructure the whole education system. That part. Universities that just keep extorting us and trying to think a lot of work is brilliant. I think some of the work needs to be removed, Donnell. Quite frankly, I honestly believe that there, and it's, you, you all can tell me if I'm wrong. I think that there are some courses that are being offered or you're mandated to, to take that are not necessary that have no relevance to your your um degree that's me i may be wrong i remember i had a problem with an uh, ethics teacher in a college class when i was saying at that stage of my life you're trying to teach me ethics is irrelevant so when i write what you i, I agree with you or not that uh, this stage shouldn't be affecting my grade yeah yeah, and it's just it's just about the money for the university. It and is. Sometimes it's a lot of pressure on students and stuff like that, and there are a lot of ways, including using AI and other um, facilities, that can make the education experience better, more productive, and everything like that. But we're stuck in an old paradigm, mm -hmm. and people would find ways to get around it. It is that simple. You go to classes throughout the day, you have assignments and all this stuff, and a lot of this stuff... It's a waste of time. I remember I had a professor who puts all his notes, all the questions, everything online, and every class you go to with him, it's just a debate in the class. Different points, different perspectives. If you ask a question that directly relate to the notes, he, he tell you go read the notes, and he will tell you what to read. He mm -hmm. don't answer it. Mm -hmm. You understand? But he had a very high pass rate. His lectures seldom went up to the two hours, an hour the most, an hour and some. And when you come out from the class, you felt like you learned something. Yeah. We have to, and then I have lectures where you go to a class and a professor come and because they have the most degree in the world, just read for the whole class. <laughs> Why can't I do that on my own? <laughs> well, look at it this way, Donald. This is a university class of sorts right here. Coffee and toad. Everybody offers a different perspective. And the perspectives that are presented sometimes come from um, each person reading different things or interpreting things differently or based on their experience. And shouldn't that be what college is about? Different experiences? No right or wrong way when it comes to certain things. It's just a matter of how you express yourself, how convincing you can be with your argument, your ability to articulate whether um, verbally or written, orally or written. But how do you deal with professors who think they got the last degree and it is their duty to make everybody in the class feel? We get rid of them. That means Those they're there in the system too long, Donald. It, it happens. 
it happens there are people i think they're the brightest stuff you have to replicate what they tell you they're not open to challenging the whole education system is bloated it robbing people because you go you spend a hundred thousand dollars for your kid to go to school and when she, they come out of college they could barely get a job paying 25 dollars an hour and when they have all the degrees you don't have the experience, so they can't hire you. When you have the experience, you don't have the degree. It's a whole Somewhere. mess. It's a whole mess. You understand? Somebody went out there, and you're telling them they need the experience, and they just graduate. I mean, come on. Let me, we let have to me, change that whole paradigm. I agree with you. Let me ask you a question. Um, when you're in college or university, at the end of your semester, do you still have are you still writing um, or filling out surveys or that's not done? <laughs> to put in the garbage? <laughs> Listen, most of these surveys, and that's just my humble opinion, there is no factual basis. Most of these surveys are a waste of time. A lot of people realize it's a waste of time. So people only fill them out when they have to. Or in your first year, second year, whatever, you might do it. But after a while, you just can't care less. Because you have come to, after two, three years, you see nothing change. Why do it? I don't know. Most of the institutions are not really student-friendly. They are money-friendly. Okay, because I was going to ask them, if they're ignoring the surveys, the, the um, student feedback, how about people going to the departments in person, probably in groups, and airing their concerns, thereby forcing them to pay attention. I don't know. So when I was in college, you know, I, I just left college like two days ago. Yeah. So <laughs> when a professor had tenure, it really didn't matter how much you complained about the professor. And, and that was the sad part of being a student in a school that a professor has tenure. Yeah. It would have to be something really traumatic for that professor to be fired. Hmm. Okay. Great point. But it's not even just about being fired. It's just, it has to be really grave for some of the issues to get addressed. Most of the time, you're not asking for somebody to be fired. But the system is just it's crazy, trust me. Yeah. Oh, boy. Well, um, let us hope that folks will use the AI technology responsibly. Not become fully dependent on it, but use it as a tool to help them to improve. Right? That, that's 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 what I'm gonna say, and I'm, I'm gonna leave it right there. Dre <laughs> uh, says the surveys are not accurate. They just I just click yes, agree, disagree, or write whatever just to get through it. <laughs> and I'm sure others are doing the same thing. Our next story: a middle school teacher faces charges from alleged drug overdose in classroom. Story courtesy of NPR.org. A teacher in New Jersey has been arrested after he allegedly overdosed on fentanyl in front of his middle school class, according to police. 
Frank Thompson, 57, is being charged with possession of a controlled dangerous substance, possession of drug paraphernalia, and endangering the welfare of children. On November 29, 2022, the Westfield, New Jersey Police Department received a report from the resource officer at Roosevelt Intermediate School that Thompson, an art teacher, was unconscious in a second-floor classroom. Thompson was discovered and observed in distress by students and was actively being treated by a school nurse, the police said in a statement on Friday. The responding officer administered naloxone, which is a medication used to reverse the effects of an overdose for Thompson. The Westfield Police Department continues to prioritize its ongoing partnership with the Westfield Public School System to ensure it has the safety and security resources it needs on a daily basis. It's a shame this man felt he needed to drug up to deal with these children. Oh, my gosh. But, um, yeah, that was carelessness on your part, sir. You don't do that, Mr. Thompson. 57, you should know better. You clearly have been in the system for a while now. Our next story, courtesy of BBC.com, U.S. school where six-year-old shot teacher will be shut all week. In a statement, the Virginia school said it was this was to give its students and families time to heal. The teacher, Abby um, Zwerna, said to be 25, was left seriously injured. She's now in a stable condition, said Richneck Elementary School, and talking to family and friends. It is unclear how the child who is in police custody obtained the gun. Officials said that while the school, which has about 550 pupils and is in the city of Newport News, had metal detectors, pupils were checked at random and not every child was inspected. Just one second. Let me just respond to a text real quick. I do apologize. Okay. Wait, did you say a six-year-old? Six years old, yeah. Metal detectors in a school with six-year-olds? Is it a big school that goes from K through six or seven, something like that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, um... They have fi- the school has about 550 students. Police have declined to say what might have motivated the shooting, but Chief Steve Drew told reporters it came after an altercation in a first grade ages 6 to 7 um, classroom and did not appear to be accidental. A pupil at the school, Nova Jones, who is in fifth grade and was in a different classroom, described the moment her class was on lockdown. We were doing maths. I was scared. It was like my first lockdown and did not know what to do. So I just hid under my desk like everybody was doing. Initially, she thought there was a man with a gun inside the school. She was later evacuated from her classroom and taken to the gymnasium before going home. Uh, Newport News is a city of around 180,000 people and sits about 75 miles or 70 miles rather southeast of the state capital, Richmond. So... Um, one story that I read on Friday was that because the child is a six, is six, they're too young for juvenile detention, of course. And you definitely can't try them as an adult. The most that they could do is remove them from the family home and put them in child protective services. So there are questions, of course. Um, how did the child get this weapon 
what happened with the teacher does anybody know what happened with why with the teacher and the student why the student felt that they needed to return the next day with a weapon so we're still waiting let me check on cnn to see if we have any more recent updates please bear with me here one second um Okay, all we have here is so far let me see let me see what cnn is saying elementary school to remain closed through friday to give students time to heal not an accidental shooting uh teachers injuries are life-threatening but is listed in a stable condition um you know, Senator, it is concerning that we have to have metal detectors in an elementary school. It is disturbing. Unfortunately, that's the way, that's how things are now. And, you know, not just to protect the children from themselves, but from, you know, as we saw in what happened in um, Uvalde. Yeah. Yeah, I get it, but like, you think about this, the community, they said Newport News, Newport News, Virginia is like beachy, like right near Virginia Beach, it's it's this quiet little town, that is so, you know, never mind, that's me thinking everywhere is idyllic and you don't expect violence in idyllic locations, right. but it's, it's not true, obviously, because it happens everywhere and anywhere and can at any time, but it, it's just so sad, but I'm, I'm imagining my six-year-old holding a weapon, and I and I, I don't want to see that. I can't even imagine it. She's tall, but still, like, she's eight now. But I can't imagine two years ago her holding a gun straight enough to, to actually shoot someone and not accidental, like, intentionally shoot someone. Yeah. But, okay. That's sad. It is sad, Sinet. It really is. You know... When I heard the news, I'll tell you a couple of things that went through my head. Especially upon hearing that the child went home and then came back with this weapon the following day. I'm hearing spoiled, not hearing, not accustomed to hearing the word no. I'm hearing a child not being disciplined at home being allowed to do as they're please that's what i'm hearing and i may be wrong maybe a child who is disciplined this may very well be a child who has been told no the opposite of everything i'm saying may very well be the case but many times we come across situations like this not specifically a six-year-old, when people are not accustomed to hearing no, and not like the no we get back in the day when your parents say no, it's just no, don't ask no question, no question me, take what me say and keep it moving because questioning it would be downright rude and disrespectful. But I want to think that children now are told no and are given a reason. But it still doesn't work for them. 
So back to my thought process, I'm hearing a child who is allowed to do as they please. And how dare this teacher now tell them they can't do something. And they don't know how to process the word. No. So, and that's just an assumption I'm making. We don't have all the details. We don't know what else happened. We don't know what led up to it. So I'm waiting to hear what the teacher has to say. I want to know where the child got the gun from. If the child got the gun from home, I am hoping it's a case that the parents had it locked away and the child was just devious. Mm -hmm. At six. At six. I'm sorry, Sunette. It's so, you know, because here's the thing too, Sunette. Children at six are exposed to more than we were exposed to when we were six. Fair. Fair, but in my so like we like you said, we don't know details. Right. My assumption, and I'm gonna make it ask of me and let it happen, <laughs> is that the gun was not secure. It was left in a place where it's it's often seen, and it, and anybody could access it at any time. Mm -hmm. Because I don't, I just can't. I don't want to put it in my head that some kid is going digging around and opening locks and pulling out a weapon. Don't secure the weapon. Yeah. You're breaking up, Sinet, but I, I know what you're saying. Yeah. It's sad that I am becoming desensitized. It is sad. And that now I'm thinking the worst, which should not be the case. I don't want to be like this. I really don't. I want to think the best for this child. But my question is, though, what do you do with a six-year-old? Where do you put him? You know, if they, you know, he's guilty, you know, he did it, you know, who, he or she, whoever, they did the, the dirt. What do you do? You know, and that's a tough thing for the system to deal with, I think. This is a baby. Yeah. I understand, you know, they did the crime, but for the system to re what what do you do? I don't wow. What would Mar Marlon, let's put ourselves in the shoes. What would you want to have happen if it was your child? Well, as a if my if my son or my son did that at six at six as a parent i would you know i i would take the blame personally i would rather go do the time for my child i would rather you know take all the blame because in case you know what if it was my gun and i didn't lock it up by you know by mistake or whatever reason i would have to take the blame i would do the time for my child because at six years old going to jail or going to the, wherever they go, they're never going to be the same. They're still not going to be the same because what you know, whatever happened to that, what they did to that lady, you know, but I would have to take the blame and I would go to jail for my child and hoping that this is a learning lesson for him or her, whoever did it, you know. So, but I would have to take the blame. 
So along with your taking the blame, taking the rap for the crime, I wouldn't you also want to see to it that this child gets counseling therapy? Definitely, definitely. I would have, you know, definitely get some counseling therapy. Um, but I would want to know why, why the reason you take my gun and go to school and shoot this teacher. What is teacher do to you? What happened? I want to know why. And <laughs> if it's if you're st if you come back with a stupid quest answer, I'm gonna beat the daylight out of you. Oh, then I'm gonna take aim because there's no reason for you to take my gun and go to school and shoot a teacher, no matter what it is. I'd rather you come home and talk to me about it. Hey, teacher said this and I didn't like it or whatever, whatever. Just like how we tell them, something happened at school. You come and you let us know what's going on. Let me go to talk to the teacher. Let me get in a fist fight with the teacher, not you. That's not your responsibility. You know, so if you come and tell me some stupidness, I'll beat the brakes off you, and then I'll, I'll decide what I, I take the blame. And, but um, it's sad. It's just sad thinking about this little six-year-old person going in the system. And it's, an, it's sad because the system... It's going to keep that person in the system forever and you're going to have a record for the rest of your life. No matter no matter what you think, oh, when you get 18, it's going to disappear. Nothing disappears in the system. This child is scarred for the rest. It's, it's sad. What do we do with a six-year-old? And I think that's the question on everybody's um, mind. So in the chat, um, Javette wrote, unfortunately, the child may or may not be taken from their family or the family will have several years of psychotherapy. I also think TV and home life plays a huge part in the mindset of a child. I agree. What are they watching? What are we, the parents, giving them access to? Hello? Yes, go ahead, Chief. We're hearing you loud and clear. Good morning. I'm so glad. <laughs> um, I think another equation to this is I would encourage us, those of us who have young children or who have nieces or nephews, just spend a day in the school and watch the interaction between children and students, but really watch interaction between parents and students you will be appalled. Like, it's not even comprehensible, some of the dialogue that takes place in front of a child that almost justifies some of the actions that these kids have, because they know they have the backing of the parents. Hmm. And that's a big part of it. You ask any educator that's in the school system today, you will be blown away by some of the stuff that they have to deal with. So I think that's a big part of it too, you know, but our children are being conditioned through video games, television, music. There's not a space in their mind that's not been affected. Infected, that's the better word. Thank you. Thank you, Chief. So if they're being influenced heavily by what they're seeing visually, 
the responsibility then falls back on us, the parents, to monitor. And every video game nowadays, yes, has some level of violence. Well, then, shouldn't we be using or shouldn't we be having conversation at their level for them to understand reality from virtual, what they're seeing? Shouldn't we be having constant conversation? In a real world, yes, but the reality is they've been raised by parents who were raised by video games. So they're sitting there <laughs> participating in the madness and not even aware of it. So what do we do with a six-year-old? What were you all exposed to at six? We definitely didn't have the internet. Well, at my age, I'll be half a century this year. There was no internet. There were no cell phones, of course. I was riding tricycles, talking to dogs, playing with rabbits, guinea pigs, up in a tree. playing with dolls, making mud cakes, taking eggs out of birds' nests. Got my ass whooped for that. Um, feeding chickens. Feeding cows. Feeding goats. <laughs> I won't lie. I was being exposed to... Freak Nick and two live crew going to Florida and at six. <laughs> and, and Atlanta. At six? What? At six years old? Well, no, but I'm just saying. When when you when I went to those places, how many of you have ever gone somewhere and seen people with children in a place that you know was totally inappropriate? Yeah. Thank oh, you yeah. for thank you for the reminder, Rosola. We were also playing crickets and rounders with the gardener yeah thank you for the i forgot about that yeah so no one played indian and chief that too <laughs> yeah so violence was always there no but not like this um oh you know what moments it, it you know we were exposed there. to at six at least close to that age and it was a game changer in almost every community in the united states remember the movie warriors no no? Anybody Somebody remember the movie play. Warriors? Yes. Yes. That movie changed the game. Like everybody wanted to be a gangster in a gang. Girls and guys. And this movement, this gang movement in, in cities that didn't typically have gangs, it changed America and black America in a way that we haven't even acknowledged. That's some real propaganda, real time propaganda. Because you think about what followed it was drug epidemics and and mass incarceration hmm. immediately followed because that generation that saw warriors was directly impacted by the crack pen epidemic and mass incarceration and gang violence all at the same time hmm. <sighs> 
Indian and chief and karate kick. Violence was always there, and these things come from the movies. But Dre, how many children were watching the movies? Because those things, what time? And didn't those things come on late at night? Uh, cowboy movie used to show all the time in Jamaica. You can't what miss time it at six day? years old. What time of day? It wasn't a night, but you get to watch movies sometime at night. Not every kid was going to bed at eight o'clock. Oh, well, I was. And in the early, <laughs> and and in the morning too, some of those movies used to come on in the morning on um, on Saturdays and Sundays. And in the middays on Sundays, they had those uh, cowboy movies, those Western. Western was always on what it was at the time, JBC? JBC. Yes. And I remember um, karate movies, a big thing. The the state theater, like, I, I remember probably at six, one of my uncles took me there. Yeah, and I came home and I was like karate chopping everybody, so... <laughs> It was like violence is all always ex, ex, the kids are always exposed to it some way somehow. If you really think back, hmm. violence and sex, and we don't look deep because the dolly house and 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 certain things, girls with their dolly think that's it's it's a baby and and all different. <laughs> you know, if you really kick back and think about it. Hmm. You know, our kids are exposed to stuff and we just overlook it. Like, uh, it's just a dolly. Oh, it's just a stick he's using, acting like it's a gun. But we're mimicking something. Yeah. We're mimicking what we see on TV. You're right. You're right. But, but mimicking is how we learn. That's how we... the child play is supposed to teach the child how to be a human in life. Hmm. And the little girl with the doll, she's supposed to have the doll. And then she puts the dolly up to her her imaginary titties and, um, you know, like she's breastfeeding. That's what she's, she's supposed to do that. It's practicing for the real. Play is like dogs. Dogs, when they play, they're practicing to be adult dogs and to fight. To protect children are doing the same thing. They're practicing to be adults, so it's a it's a catch twenty two. It is a catch twenty two. You're right. You're right. Remember the go ahead. Chief. Remember the remember the white doll black doll experiment. Mm-hmm. Right, as innocent as dolls are, children still perceived the black doll to be the violent doll, the angry doll the ugly doll like all that's propaganda that's programming those children didn't they don't they're not looking at babies like i mean like we really got to think about this why are young children at the age of five six looking at baby dolls and identifying having a bias towards a doll like if we don't think that's some 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 severe programming not even that's not even mild programming that's deep deep programming to your root as a child, the, the the level of child abuse that our children are subjected to, we, we, we can't even imagine. We're talking about counseling right now for this six-year-old. You got six-year-olds who don't even know they need counseling because they are conditioned by a system that is sick in the first place. 
Like we've never psychoanalyzed uh, Euro, Euro, Euro society. We never analyzed them. We never put them under a microscope and done the things to them that they've done to us. So we have a bias even towards ourselves that we don't even know where it came from. Like, why do I feel this way? Why do I look this way? Why do I act this way? Why are six-year-old, five-year-old children looking at dolls in an experiment and saying to America, to themselves even, like reinforcing the, the idea that it's, I, I can guarantee you that the kids who are participating in those experiments did not get any therapy after that. They went, they subjected themselves to a media controlled event to expose something that exists. But what happens next? Just like you just said moments. OK, what happens next? What do we do with this six year old child? That 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 question is past due. These kids aren't just erupting into these situations by accident. These things are, are, are being they already they've already been programmed. Who taught those children all that stuff that they feel at the age of five and six? There is no there is no justifiable reason. It is social child abuse. It is intellectual child abuse. It is it's, it's mental health issues being created, orchestrated, subsidized even. I mean, we we got to. We're trying to confront something that is so systemic. Somebody said earlier, you got to re you're going to have to redo the whole education system mm -hmm. to combat, you know, the use of AI and all these other things. It's, it's I, the, the things that we're dealing with. We don't start at the right place. Right. We start at, we're looking at the effect and we try to put enormous amount of band-aids on it to stop the bleeding. But we, we're going to have to get to the root of everything. It, without get without us attacking the root of everything, we're going to still misdiagnose and try to give remedy to something that is going to re-erupt because you're not going to put a band-aid over a place that needs stitches there's never going to be healing and those the children who are subjected to things like like we've seen all these identifiers it's just i think it's so it i think when we see things like that it makes us think about it makes us more aware about how damaged we are even when we think we're okay like what level of hypnosis or conditioning are you in are you affected by how much is western culture how much does western culture influence your life on a daily basis because when you're born in that hospital they're not saying hey we want you to choose between your own culture and somebody else's culture no you're going to assimilate into the dominant the quote-unquote dominant culture and you're going to subject yourself to what are ideas and beliefs that they have and abandon your own you know and that's just a that's an actual fact Reprogramming is going to start in our own heads. Like, why is it okay? Why is it okay to leave your gun? Why do you even have a gun accessible in your home like that? Yeah. Like, we're not asking those whys. Why is that? What kind of environment is that child in that had, where a weapon haven had to be out in the open like that? What messages are taking place inside that home that's making that child feel like, okay, it's okay for me to take this unlocked gun and take it to school and use it because most likely I've heard conversation in my house that says it's okay to use violence. That's why I have this weapon here. Like it, that, that it's that it's getting to the root of things and asking the right questions, asking the right whys, so that we can get to the actual answer and solution to the problem. Because right now I'm thinking about all kind of lawsuits, like on a whole lot of levels. If you look, if you wanted to look at it systemically, you know what I'm saying? It's just so much there. 
it's so much to deal with, you know. And like Marlon said, most a good parent is gonna take the take the blame and and try to try to alleviate the problem. Or, you know, a parent who feels responsible and accountable to alleviate that child losing its whole entire life because it's a black child. I can guarantee you they're gonna wait till that child is of adult age and try that child as an adult. That's not gonna leave for a long time. So I'll end. Oh boy. Thank you so much everyone for your perspectives. Um great conversation, a lot more to be said. Now we wait and see exactly how things unfold, um, the direction in which this is going to go. Yeah. Oh boy. Um but the, the the conversation continues as far as gun gun control is um, concerned. Ease of access, availability. One parent that was interviewed by a news outlet was enraged. Enraged. We're going to take a quick break. When we return, we do have more stories, this time from Business and Tech and Health and Science News. Keep it locked. to everyone appreciate my folks listening appreciate my folks listening online on janoradio.com j-a-h-k-n-o download the jano radio app it is available in your apple and google play stores jano radio take us on the go and thank you to everyone listening on qmzradio.com the quality music zone for quality music while you work or play, keep it logged on to www.qmzradio.com for that good music to get you through your day. And of course, you know, I got to give a big thank you to everyone here with me on Clubhouse. This is where the conversation happens. Coming up later on tonight, 10 p.m. Eastern, 
Live on QMZRidder.com, JanoRidder.com, and the conversation happening right here on Clubhouse. It is the return of Days After Dark Real Relationship Talk, Season 5. Set your alarms. Getting you ready for carnival season. Carnival kicking off in Trinidad. That's February. We also have Jamaica Carnival coming up. That's about March, April. You have crop over later on. That's in Barbados. We have the other islands too. Let's not forget about Caribana in Toronto. Miami Carnival right here in Miami, Florida. I don't know why it's so cold down here today. The sun is shining, but it's 67 degrees. Y'all need to take your weather. Leave us with our sunshine. I know you also have Carnival up there in New York. Atlanta Carnival Memorial Day weekend. Oh boy! See, I need me a windfall so I can just go to Carnival all year. about carnival you don't have to worry about dressing up just wear whatever because it's gonna get messy anyway and it's time for us to get into business and tech news thank you for that one bunja garland thank you so much We need to put the itinerary together of carnival events across the country. The globe, actually. Because you also have Nottingham Carnival over there in the UK. Alright, thank you, OJ. So Goldman Sachs will lay off up to 3,200 workers this week. Story courtesy of CNN Business. Goldman Sachs will lay off as many as 3,200 employees this week as an uncertain economic and market climate pushes the bank to hunt for cost savings. And this is according to a person familiar with the matter. More than a third of the job cuts are expected to be from the firm's trading and banking units, the person said. Like its Wall Street rivals, Goldman Sachs has been hit by a slump in global deal-making activity as fewer companies merge or seek to raise capital. Hiring for roles in other areas will continue, and the new analyst class will start later this year as planned, the person added. News of the layoffs was first reported by Bloomberg. The bank declined to comment. Goldman Sachs has 49,100 employees at the end of the third quarter. It added thousands of jobs to its headcount during the pandemic recovery, as markets and investment banking boomed. Uh, so, question. Am I understanding this right? You're going to be laying off 3,200, but you have a new 
class starting later this year as planned. I don't understand. Is that your way of getting rid of these employees who are probably making too much money <laughs> and then bringing on a new set at a lower scale? I don't I don't get it. Go right ahead. Say that again, Drew. You hear me? My yeah. red bar came up. Yeah, go ahead. Go um, ahead. Dre, where sometimes, are you? Okay. Yeah, sometimes the company goals shift. So when the company goals shift, they lay off the people that they don't need no more, but they will rehire people to do new things of where they're headed. So a lot of times it's not really about um, trying to you know, cheat people of money or whatever. Sometimes the goal of the company just shift and they just don't need certain people anymore, but they do need people in different roles. So that could be something also. Hmm. Okay. Um, all right. I always try to wrap my head around it because sometimes too, Dre, the same positions are there and they just hire new people at a lower cost as <laughs> pointed out by javette lower salaries if the new class is contract you do not have to pay health insurance but how about presenting that option to the current employees before laying them off say hey we have to make changes we have to scale back xyz are you willing to sign on as a contractual employee and understand with doing so there are going to be certain changes you're not going to have access to company um, insurance so on and so forth could that not be an option that's presented or is it just better to lay off people pay them a severance package um, and let them go on them way I don't know yeah, but why can't they train if they if if they have a new position coming up? Why don't they train some of the people who are working there for the for the position? You know, so they're already there how many years or how many months? Uh, you don't have to lay that. Lay. I I understand there's um, people looking for jobs. I know that, and uh, but you got people who's loyal to some of these companies. And they've been there for so long. You, I, I know if you go to them and say, hey, we have this new, your position is not available anymore. We're going to get rid of it next week. But this thing is coming up. Are you willing to train for this position? And go ahead and train these people for the new positions. You know, that's, that's, that's what I would do if it was my company. You know, and if they don't want to get into that new position, then you let them go. You know, and bringing somebody who would take the job, but give them an you know option at least. You know, let them let them make the choice. But I, I guess I don't know. Yeah, we everybody doesn't see things that way, Marlon. Unfortunately, and it's people like us <laughs> who won't get those opportunities because we are not forward thinking. Our mindset is not capitalist enough. What we have to look at too, I don't know, but what Marlon said um, make a lot of sense. 
and I would think they would do that, but you think there's some form of legal implication why it's co- why companies don't do stuff like that? Hmm. Okay. That's another point. Good point. Um. So in the chat, uh, Javet says sometimes they give packages to leave, and sometimes you get hired back as a contract worker. Sometimes it is a way to get rid of the people just collecting a check and are only working at 10% versus 100%. So it's a way to call out the bad apples. That's another good point. Thank you, Javette. Yeah. All right. Um, we don't want... Yeah, go ahead, Marlon. Go right ahead. Okay, you know a lot of these companies get help from the government. <laughs> I wonder... The help is just for a period of time, and they have to bring in new people. Because a lot of these companies, they don't they don't use their money to pay you. The government pays mm-hmm. a lot of these. You know, they give them money to pay them so they could keep people employed. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering contract is done with some of these companies, and they have to get rid of you and bring in new people. Because you they know, get a credit. They sure do. Mm-hmm. So... It's don't, not a, they don't give a crap about nobody else but themselves anyway, so. Yeah. I learned this um, some years ago, Marlon, that in Florida, I'm not sure if the figure has changed, but for every person that you hire, you get $10,000. So they don't care if you stay or you go. They really don't care. Because all it's doing is putting more money in their pockets. Yeah. Oh, boy. Um, capitalist, right? Capitalist mentality. We live in a capitalist country. It's the way of the world, they say. That's how you move forward. In health and science news, um, Seattle's schools are suing tech giants for harming young people's mental health story courtesy of npr.org the public school district in seattle has filed a novel lawsuit against the tech giants behind tiktok instagram facebook youtube and snapchat seeking to hold them accountable for the mental health crisis among youth seattle public schools filed the lawsuit on friday in u.s district court the 91-page complaint says the social media companies have created a public nuisance by targeting their products to children. It blames them for worsening mental health and behavioral disorders, including anxiety, depression, disordered eating, and cyberbullying, making it more difficult to educate students and forcing schools to take steps such as hiring additional mental health professionals, developing lesson plans about the effects of social media, and providing additional training to teachers. Defendants have successfully exploited the vulnerable brains of youth, hooking tens of millions of students across the country into positive feedback loops of excessive use and abuse of defendants' social media platforms, the complaint said. Worse, the content defendants curate and direct to youth is too often harmful and exploitive. Meta, Google, Snap, and TikTok did not immediately respond to requests for comment on Saturday. While federal law, Section 230 of the Communications Decency Act, 
helps protect online companies from liability arising from what third-party users post on their platforms, the lawsuit argues that provision does not protect the tech giant's behavior in this case. So, can we put the responsibility solely on the shoulders of these tech giants? Or don't we also have to put some of it on parents? Is this the furthering of an endorsement of the blame culture, the blame game culture? Always blame somebody else for our problems. Now, I'm not going to say that they are not liable to any degree. I'm not going to say that at all. But again, and I know this is a conversation we have had here many times last year, and even to today, that we have to bear some responsibility as parents for what our children are consuming. We have to change our mindset and think about the landscape that we have to navigate now. Things aren't the way they were when we, when we were younger. It's different. How are we having an impact in our children's lives? Are we managing, monitoring what it is that they have access to? Are we putting parental controls in place? Are we limiting the amount of time they're spending on the phone? Or is it a free-for-all? Do we have them on their phones all hours of the night? not getting enough sleep. Children need eight to 10 hours of sleep, depending on their age. The younger they are, the more sleep they need. You have children who get up in the morning and as soon as they get up, their parents hand them a cell phone or an iPad. Well, damn it, they have their own iPads and their own cell phones. And parents can't talk to them, can't remove them out of, from their possession. So can we wholeheartedly blame these tech giants and have them alone shoulder the responsibility and bear the burden of the outcome? No. And that's an emphatic no from me. Parents, we need to stand up and take control of our children and what we are allowing them to do. Go right ahead. Go ahead, Javed. So, yeah. Um, in a lot of schools these days, the kids don't even get notebooks anymore. Everything is done online. So everybody actually has to shoulder some of the brain blame. Sorry. Mm -hmm. Even though we have these protectors, unfortunately the children find ways around them so i think everyone i mean how i have nephews that they have no textbooks which on one hand is great but that means that they're always going to have their eyes in a computer screen so i think everyone has to shoulder the blame agreed Agreed. So how do we strike a balance between technology 
and old school methods. I understand the benefits of using technology in a classroom. I do get it because you're cutting down on the effects of the um, environment, right? We're, we're cutting down the number of trees to be able to print on paper. So I can respect that and appreciate that. Well, then I believe that or I feel that the schools should issue them, and I know some schools do, the schools should issue them um, school devices that have certain um, protectors in place. And if parents are going to provide the technology, they should see to it that certain protectors are in place too. Is that a way we can all work hand in hand to combat this problem? What other solutions can we come up with? Because it's, it's an endemic of sorts. Moments, they still get around it. These children are very intelligent, very intelligent. They still get around it. Oh boy. Um, I'm not saying that we shouldn't have it, but they still get around it. But at least we can try, right? Yeah, that, that's their job, right? To see how they can beat us. But we have to show them that, huh? We know you're trying. Go ahead, James, real quick. Go right ahead. Yeah, no, I was saying it, it I was going to say it, it doesn't only affect the kids, but it seemed like it's affecting adults more like in recent time than, than even the kids. Because over the past years, you know, you have seen more adults like lose their jobs, lose millions of dollars or, or being outright bullying people on social media or saying insensitive stuff. You know, we, we saw, we saw the, the whole thing with Skip Bailey's last week with the, the incident with the, the football player. You know, we see, you know, Popcorn ex-girlfriend coming out publicly and doing all kinds of stuff. So adults are behaving wild on social media too. So who's going to take responsibility for them? You know, who's going, are they going to sue these companies for the way adults are behaving on social media too? So, yeah, I don't know. Hmm. Yeah. Irresponsible behavior with the adults, James. I, I saw the thing and I was like, this is just ridiculous. Um, we can only try, Javette. We can brainstorm and try implementing certain things. We'll never get it 100% foolproof. But if we can get it even 90 to 95%, I think we would have made great strides. I, I still believe, like we always say in this room, it starts at home. Yeah. It does. It really does. It certainly does. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's that time already. I can't believe it's three minutes to the top of the hour. Coming up tomorrow on Coffee and Toe, we're going to be talking about the 16-year-old that, that collapsed, the 16-year-old girl that collapsed and died during a flag football game in Las Vegas. In the Believe It or Not news segment, we're going to talk about the pregnant woman that was gunned down in a drive-by shooting in California. Police say the woman was targeted. And in entertainment news, in a TV interview, Prince Harry says his book is a bid to own my story. 
Coming up later on tonight, 10 p.m. Eastern, Days After Dark. Join the crew moments with me, Rose Solo, Sanat, and Marlon as it's for a real relationship talk. Gotta say thank you to all our listeners who logged on to the Quality Music Zone, QMZRadio.com and JanoRadio.com. And I have to say a huge thank you to everyone here with me on Clubhouse. This is where the conversation happens. A moment's with me and you were listening to Coffee in Tow, World News on the Go. And that's every Monday through Friday. 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. Always great conversation, shared views, varying opinions, and interesting perspectives. Remember, you can follow me on Twitter at Me Media Moments on Instagram, Moments underscore with underscore me underscore media, and on TikTok, Moments with Me Media. And the me in everything is MI. For everyone who just joined us for the first time today, thank you so much for coming to Coffee and Toe on Clubhouse. We invite you to click on the greenhouse at the top and join the club. Whatever you do, wherever you go, I do ask you this one favor that you please be safe. Take good care of yourselves. I look forward to seeing you all tomorrow morning, 9 a.m. Eastern, when we do it all over again. Have yourselves a wonderful rest of your day. This is Moments with me signing out of QMZRadio.com and JohnNoRadio.com. Clubhouse, I'll be right back with you. I say it's time that we bring back a fight.